Okay, here we go. Oh, sorry, we're going 100, then what again? Then uh, 50. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? What did you say? For, nice. What? We're going hun- we're going to 100, <laughs> and then we're going, what, Rich Robot? <laughs> what? Oh. That was awesome. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be the beginning of the episode. <laughs> oh, my. oh, gosh. So, okay. All right. I'm just going to start going, so just, just wait for my cue. Wait, what's the breakdown for the TV talk? Matt, don't worry about it. Matt, <laughs> you heard the joke. The conversation is ended. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, let it ride. Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Uh, we're back. We're all Ooh. back this week. Uh, that yeah. includes Mr. Casey, who was out for yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah son. Yeah. Uh, you sure you don't want to wait to start the show until my yeah. neighbor finishes up washing her dishes? <laughs> is that what that is in the background? That is, that is what that is. So, yeah, we might as well keep going. I mean, <laughs> It's like when you used to do your little fill-ins for the week, and there was somebody doing their, their vacuuming. Like, what was it? Like a... Uh, yeah, well, was that? that was also that was also my neighbor doing the dishes. She has a lot of dishes, and <laughs> she washes them way We're too often. We're in a drought, lady. Right? Right? You would, you would think some people would know Paper that. Paper plates, bro. Hang <laughs> them up to dry, obviously. Come on, everyone knows that. So how was, how, I missed you guys. How was it last week? I know, I know. It was, it was uh, well, you know, we did the whole Comic-Con uh, talk back. And, oh, uh, very cool. Ooh, very yeah, cool. that was a lot of fun. Matt cried, and I was uh, I was a puddle of jelly the entire time. Oh, oh that's sad. <laughs> Stick me in a jar and just seal me up. Put me in some on groceries did shelves. Someone, did someone kick your dog? Like what happened? That was just so jelly of all the of oh. all the stories and <laughs> celebrities funny. viewings and hanging outs and brewing ons. <laughs> Sounds very cool. Very yeah. cool. I mean, not that you cried, but I mean the rest <laughs> of the story is cool. All right, so. Uh, before we get going, just quick introductions. I'm your host, Pacey and Pete. Alongside me always is Mr. Matt. Yeah, it's me. Woo. Mr. I'm Salzy. And back from his vacay, Mr. Casey Franco. That's not my name. I'm sorry. I changed it to Turd Ferguson. <laughs> I didn't didn't let you guys know that. So oh, if you could just man. refer to me as that for the rest of the show, that'd be great. One, one hell of a uh, vacation. So good to be back. That explains so why good. I couldn't find you on Twitter today. Yep. That totally explains it. <laughs> Oh, did you enjoy your vacation, Casey? Did you, was it I, a nice getaway? I did. Um, I I went uh, I went down south in California, uh, as I do every now and then, and I got lost. Yeah, that was, that was cool. And uh, had to hitchhike back with nothing on my person but my wits uh, and a bag of magic mushrooms. You got lost? You didn't find a guy named Hurley that helped you co- find your way back? <laughs> well, yes. There's no hacks to be spoken of. <laughs> oh boy okay i'm so- joking about the magic mushrooms i should clarify that <laughs> oh. shiitake mush- it was shiitake mushrooms very hard to buy my way uh up <laughs> up california coast uh with shiitake mushrooms but here i am so uh so i missed you guys yeah, yeah. had fun you made it back your one piece that's good to hear man it's good to hear yeah 
Um, all right, so uh, we're going to kick things off like we normally do. Matt, what did we screw up from last week? Last week, uh, I checked out everyone's stories, and uh, we're all good. <laughs> uh, the I looked them all up. Stories check out. All right. Um, everybody that you mentioned were there, <laughs> and you guys actually met them. I only cried Salt for an pictures? additional 30 minutes, and um, yeah, moved on with my life, and uh, yeah. So no redactions. <laughs> All right. Hey. So Matt just knows he has to go to Comic-Con next year, along with Casey. Pretty much. Yeah, That's well. the only thing I will redact. Is the, I don't want to. Is that bad? What? Is that bad that I don't want I don't want to go to Comic-Con. I just don't. I don't oh. want to go. Well, you're coming next year. <laughs> All right. I'm pulling you. I guess. Gosh, if I have to go to Comic Con, I guess. Do I have to meet Joss Whedon in in an elevator? Oh, I guess. Uh, See, the secret plan is to just act like I don't want to go for long enough until someone offers to pay my way there, and then I accept humbly after like three or four times of refusing. That's the plan. Just I want you guys to forget about that, and then we'll we'll go from there. Well, uh, me me and you kind of talked about that, Casey, when uh, Pete was down there with everybody. And if you're like one of the, you know, 100 people that like listens to it, <laughs> you knew that, uh, yeah, me and Casey are not huge fans of crowds. So, nope. uh, you know, nah. it's, I will go just because now I heard all those stories. So if you guys yeah. didn't hear last week's uh, episode with uh, Lauren Galloway, uh, who else is there? Rose Moorwrights, uh, Lily, uh, uh, Pete, they all traded stories. So I'm like super jelly. Now I'm psyched to go. So maybe yeah. Casey, you should yeah, listen yeah, yeah. again because I know you did. So I'll just yeah. hang out. I'll hang out. I'll hang out the back in the back of the, the <laughs> convention center with like a lighter and a pack of ci- <laughs> bag of cigarettes, <laughs> right. waiting for Walking Dead members. I don't like smoke, but packet. <laughs> Lily had a great plan. She's like, just hang out with a lighter. Be that dude. Like, you need a light. Need a light. Are you on the Walking Dead by chance? <laughs> by you know, chance. It, it could work. It could totally work. So. That that's gonna be your job next year, Casey. Just hang out in the back with a lighter and uh, and start smoking. Good plan, right. Pete. Good, good idea. Thanks. Bring a pack of any vices, like bring like a little <laughs> bottle of like uh, liquor, bring a flask. Perfect. Uh, you know, be that we'll, guy, Casey. Be that. I'll be guy. that guy. I will be that guy as I'm camping on the beach with my flask and smokes and Walking Dead cast members. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy. What are we doing, man? What has become of the show in one week? What are we? It's what gone. We, what's, it's gone off the rails, like always. So we're just following what we see on our our television shows. Just do drugs all the time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'll get. We'll, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, all right. So uh, moving on before we go completely off the rails. Um, new movies this week. Uh, first up, we got Paper Towns. Uh, that is sitting at sixty percent on the tomato. Sounds answer. like a bad idea for some towns. That, that's flammable. That, that's not. That does not sound good. Exactly. Uh, Southpaw. That's uh, sitting at 57% on the tomato meter. Is that Kanye West's new kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, okay. Not in the right cardinal direction. <laughs> but you did just give him an idea for a, for a baby name, so well done. Southpaw Jake. West. <laughs> um, let's see. We got uh, Pixel sitting at not a surprising 20% on the tomato meter. Wow, nice. it got more. It got uh, um, a little more than three Mark Wahlbergs. That's pretty good. It did. It did. It's so. got a higher rating than dollars Adam Sandler made off of the movie. Oh. Fun fact. That is yeah, a fun fact. Interesting. You know, it's funny. I was actually just, I was reading a lot of reviews on this. And actually, I, I was reading a lot of more bloggers, not reviews from like, you know, 
um, you know, these quote-unquote professional movie reviewers or whatever. I, I wanted to see what bloggers, you know, people who went to movies because they love movies had to say about it. And and I, I seem to get a consensus of it was it's a good idea, and I, I'm not going to argue with that at all. I think it was a great idea, like what they had in mind. The problem was the casting. Uh, and, and when you have a cast that kind of throws away the script, you lose the movie because you lose the whole idea of what you were going for. Uh, uh, and, and most people were saying that Adam Sandler was just not, he should have not been cast in this movie. It should have been, it should have been somebody else and it would have been better. And it's, it's not, it's not necessarily like a knock on, on him. It's just, he's just not right now. He's not finding the right roles. And, you know, uh, so like guess Peter Dinklage and his mullet. It should have, pretty much. <laughs> it really should have. <laughs> I mean, I mean well, even they said, uh, was it, uh, was it, uh, was it Michelle Moynihan is in this movie? Is that who that is? Um, Bobby Moynihan? Oh, Michelle Moynihan, that's right. And they said that she's wasted. Like, she's a good actress, and she's just, she's wasted. Oh, I mean, she was, and then, you know. Um, but, I mean, some of these people kind of had the same idea I had, which was, as soon as I, I saw the idea, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And then I see Adam Sandler, I'm like, okay. And then I see Paul Blart, okay. And then I see Josh Gad, oh, boy. So I was just, I wasn't, you know, like like a lot of the reviewers from bloggers uh, said, I just, I was turned off by the cast. I just, some of these guys just... Was it the cast or the acting performances as well? It, it, I, I'm sure it was a combination of both. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the ones you read were the people who watched it. And yeah, yeah, they, they watched okay. it and, and they just, I mean, like I said, the consensus was it was a good idea and yeah. it was just poorly executed mainly because of... Of the cast, um, yeah, right. So most most of the reviews I read said more or less the same thing that the premise is cool. I thought the premise was really cool that like yeah. our, our pop culture comes back to haunt us in a way. I think was the that's pretty much a paraphrase of one of the the better reviews that I I read of it. Um, mm. And it is it's a really cool concept, but I just the it's just the corniness of it. And yeah, the the casting. But Adam Sandler's production company is the one that actually made the movie, so he mm. didn't get himself in it. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler needs to be stopped. Someone has to. Stop. <laughs> he can't it's be like, allowed it's, to continue doing this to us. <laughs> we gotta do it like a like an episode intervention. You know, like we we, <laughs> we tell him like, oh, you know what? Pixels was great and a uh, cult hit. Don't let the things fool you. Come on in. We'll let everyone. You know, you can meet everyone that said positive things about it. And then he sits. And he's like, what? What's going on, guys? And said, "This is it's like Ben Stiller, um, his wife. It's like uh, Vince Vaughn's in there. He's like, guys, you know, just want to say we all love you, but no, just you gotta stop, Adam. You have to stop. Look at what happened to Nick Cage. You can't keep making movies. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, Nick Cage. We love Nick Cage. He is it's the just, best worst actor. In he, he's great. For me, the 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 red flag for it was just the way that Adam Sandler said Donkey Kong and all the trailers that you see every five minutes on television. Donkey Kong. And yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you can't, like, how do you ruin those two words for a person who grew up on that? Like, you, you automatically just did. Like, come on, man. Seriously. You know, one person that, you know, one person who wrote a review about it took a different uh, point of view that I hadn't heard and I didn't even think about myself. And that was, you know, they pull these guys, these arcade legends from like when they were like kids, like out of retirement, right? You know, to 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 fight these these video games, these real life video games. And he said the problem with it was that it's like telling some kid that kicks ass in Arkham City if there were suddenly thirty of his goons, of Joker's goons, dropped in real life, 
if that kid could just strap on a Batman suit and kick their ass. And I was like, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. I, I was like, that's, yes, that's yeah. very interesting because I didn't even think about it in that sense because he's right. Like, I can understand them pulling him out to, like, do, like, a video game thing, but it's really like they're fighting them. And I was like, that's that's a that's an interesting viewpoint because that, that actually makes the movie not make sense at all. But um, maybe they could have done something differently. But I thought that was uh, – I thought that really? was – I don't know. I I, I kind of <laughs> disagree with that because it's we're talking about two different things here. Like yeah, I'm I'm thinking in the movie, you know, they're they're using, uh, like ways to like kind of battle the aliens or something like that. Like mm. they created like a real tank that shoots, but it's like controlled the same way that they're oh, used okay, to. Okay, okay, I see. You know, that's yeah. just my understanding of it at least. Maybe not the cars part for the Pac-Man scene, but uh. Yeah, I well, don't the, know. You can't the, just put, you know, uh, Bat Kid, you know, to fight aliens. <laughs> like you yeah. can't do that because unless you, you know, give him, unless you give yeah. him Will Arnett's voice, right? Yeah, in which case, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Very but true. I mean, Pixel started. Pixel started as a short film done by a college student. I forget what the actual name was, but basically, Adam Sandler's production company saw it and liked the idea of using all these pop culture characters, and so they bought the rights to it and made the movie. The problem is, is that their writing is chronically bad. And it really just seems like it, there's not a lot of substance to it. Uh, plus, they make all of these uh, like beloved characters the bad guys. Now that now like Donkey Kong. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess he was originally a bad guy, uh, but Pe- Pac-Man's a bad guy. Uh, I'm sure there's others. I didn't actually see the movie. Some about some about Paul Blart being president kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Oh yeah, see, I heard that too. Yeah, that there, right there. It's like really. Yeah. yeah. So what we're trying to say is uh, <laughs> probably go watch uh, Jurassic World if you haven't. Yeah. See yeah, yeah for the second time. Well, you know what? There's, I, there's one movie I hadn't got to yet. That's Mr. Holmes. Eighty-eight uh, percent. That. That's that's supposed to be like you know like like Sherlock Holmes. Like and it's Ian McKellen as Sherlock, as Sherlock Holmes. So I I I'm not against that one. You definitely yeah. check that one out. There's a lot of talk about Paper Towns. You guys know much about that one? It's I like don't a, um, actually. It's a popular like book, right? The same guy who wrote Fallen Our Stars, I think. So yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, John Green. Uh, John sure. Green. I watch him on YouTube. Actually, cool guy. Um. Well, I don't know if "cool" is the right word, but he's okay. uh, an author of books. He's a guy. Okay. He's definitely a guy. I can confirm on that. <laughs> okay. Well, good to know. All right, <laughs> Green. Calm down. So, so basically, I don't think he would call himself cool either. What what we're saying is there were only two movies that seemed to pass the bar on the tomato meter this week, and that was Paper Towns and uh, Mr. Holmes. So take yep. that for what it's worth. Uh, on Blu-ray this week, oh god, really? Paul Blart Mall Cop Two came out on. Oh, oh god, that's the thing that came in the mail the other day. That is not the thing that came in the mail. <laughs> Just for the record, that was Kingsman. That was not Paul Blart. <laughs> oh uh, god anyway uh, you, uh, you do a full watch through of that movie what drunk oh i was talking about paul blart i thought that was going to be our oh, movie. oh that would be god. awesome oh, um i would love i would love to do that okay do potentially confirmed potentially confirmed on <laughs> scene and nerd scene and nerd sleepover with paul blart i might have to have you hang out with uh gordon uh, from Halt and Catch Fire in order to watch that. That that might be the only way. And nobody, uh, nobody knows what I'm talking about right now. I don't understand the reference. Uh, I don't really. I understand uh, the reference. I don't understand why the reference. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, too. I'm going to have to get back to that one when we talk about Hall and Catch Fire. Never mind. <laughs> All right, out. ignore that. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay. All right, okay. So that's out. Um, don't go watch it. Uh, and then we have What We Do in Shadows. Um, I've actually never heard of that one before, but it's at a, at a 96% on the tomato meter. So. Uh, is that the, that's the satirical vampire movie, I believe, right? That got yeah, that, really... the, way the, the way the movie poster looks, it sure does. You know what? Yeah. I yeah. heard that one was actually really, really good. I never saw it, but thank you for reminding me about it. I might pick that up, actually. You're very welcome, Case. Um... All right, so that is out in that is it for the Blu-rays and uh, movies of this week. Um, that is going to do it. Now we're going to move on to KC's rundown. Oh, I've waited a very long time for this. Uh, it's time for the entertainment. You're an idiot. Oh, that's right. <laughs> quiet, yeah, quiet and hurtful phone. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, oh my up, god. I guess. I don't even want to do this segment anymore. All right, first up, um, I guess, speaking of Jurassic World, we were just talking about it a little while ago, I guess. Um, Jurassic World uh, has a sequel that has been revealed uh, for a 2018 release with Chris Pratt confirmed to be returning. So, Jurassic World definitely coming back. All right. We get, uh, as, as, uh, uh, Ah, I can't even talk. As Matt says, the nice. new... Uh, Are you rapping? I, Are you I'm, rapping right now, Pete? <laughs> I couldn't rap if I tried. Um, <laughs> no, I, as Matt says, the new Harrison Ford, right, Matt? Oh, no. Matt doesn't want to have had, He had his... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to mute my microphone. I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, here's the new Harrison Ford. He just He has the vest and everything. Correct. That is correct. Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, sorry to you fans of Chris Brown, uh, but he's trapped in the Philippines because of contract dispute. He's been barred from leaving that country. So what? Chris Brown fans, uh, go to the Philippines if you want to see <laughs> your favorite artist there. Because he's stuck there, and that's the probably the best situation if you just go ahead and leave. Okay, next up. No, never nope. mind. Nope, go ahead. I was nope. going to ask, but okay. Go, no, 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 no. Ask, ask away. Ask oh, away. sorry. Yeah, I was like, do they explain more why he's contractually unable to leave? Ah, oh, oh, they because... probably do. They probably do. <laughs> I just closed the window. I can <laughs> find it back. Totally I fine. Back. We can come back. Oh. I mean, we can add it at the end. This is why we're <laughs> legitimate. I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in. Uh, the Bureau of Immigration said uh, they were... Brown and his promoter are both subject uh, to an immigration lookout bulletin. Uh, it just says contract dispute. Uh, well, yeah, I'll search that later. That's on CNN. That's Go ahead and look it up if you want more information. Of course it's on CNN, because they don't report real news anymore. Oh, also, a, a cat is stuck in a tree in, uh, in, uh, in Antarctica, because that happens there. Fresh off CNN. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... NBC, uh, well, next up, NBC is planning uh, a reboot, uh, throw forward to our next segment, uh, a reboot of Xena Warrior Princess for 2016. Oh, so that's actually happening. Uh, looks like it. All right. Interesting. Uh, looks like, it looks like uh, the star Lucy Lawless enthusiastically told a source called Crave Online about 
her desire to see a Xena reboot at Comic-Con. Interesting. Just see it. Um, see, I, I just it, got comfortable with her being Ron Swanson's wife, so it's super weird seeing her go back to just Xena. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Maybe they pull him in. Maybe they pull go and they pull they pull Ron Swanson in. Oh yes, please awesome. let that happen. That would be amazing. Swanson, Warrior Princess. I would, <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. So next up, a little bit of sad news coming out of Variety. Uh, George Coe uh, is an Oscar-nominated actor. He's uh, a SAG activist has died at 86. Now, George Coe was one of the original cast members on SNL. He also plays uh, Woodhouse. He does the voice of Woodhouse oh, on Archer. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's very sad, but uh, he acted for more than, like, 50 years in television. Uh, so he, he had a really long career. He's also the voice of Toyota, apparently, for six years I'm reading here. Anyway, wow. so he had a, he had a very large career. He had a very great life. Uh, he will be missed. He will be missed, though. Very sad. That's fun. I'll look him up later, some of his uh, SNL stuff. Yeah, and I and uh, I don't know what they're going to do for his, Woodhouse's character on Archer. I mean, knowing the character, they might kill off Woodhouse. <laughs> might <laughs> as well. Might have, just, yeah. They might have Archer do it just, I don't know, like he cooks his breakfast wrong and Archer just kills him because that's how that show works. It's a good show. You should go watch it. Uh, <laughs> hey, next up, uh, I don't. This doesn't mean anything to me, but maybe it'll mean something to one of you guys. Uh, the lone gunman is going to return to the X Files. I, I saw that. I don't even know. Uh, what does I that mean? I forgot who the lone they're, gunman is. They're uh, they're three uh, conspiracy theorists who Mulder goes to. Um, they're just like Mulder. They, you know, they they question everything, and and they're they're reliable to Mulder. So they believe the truth is out there. They do, yeah. and uh, I I actually got excited when I saw that because I'm a big X Files fan. So yeah, is that on Netflix? That is on Netflix. That. It, it is. Totally on Netflix. Man, spoilers. I think I know what my pick of the week is now. Then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway. thanks for clearing thanks for clearing that up, Pete. Uh, I thought I thought uh, Johnny Depp was going to be in a lackluster role in the X-Files. Kind of scared me for a second. Uh, well played, sir. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, uh, for all you fans of Hulk Hogan out there, uh, you shouldn't be, first of all. Second of all, bad news. Uh, Hogan uh, has been kicked out of the WWE. He's been completely scrubbed from WWE.com. Uh, oh, He's not listed as a tough enough, quote-unquote, tough enough judge anymore. Um, and I believe they're not selling his merchandise, and his contract deals have been closed. Um, go ahead and Google Hulk Hogan controversies, and you'll s- probably see why. Uh, he's not I've a good person. i out of the loop with also, that, so I'm interested. Uh, there's some bad things. Uh, there's some bad things. Go <laughs> ahead and Google that. But also, also, I hear whispers on the internet, because I am the internet whisperer, uh, uh, of a potential, like racial uh, slur-filled rant that will be released possibly tomorrow. Uh, so keep your ear to the ground for that. Wait, what? Uh, that's probably going to be in the news. I, it's just a rumor at this point, but he might have like a racist rant that is still in like being contained somewhere. Might come out tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. So, uh, so we'll see about that. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Emmy News. 
uh, Game of Thrones leads the TV pack with 24 Emmy nominations, which is interesting because I didn't think season five was as good as season four, and they're nominated for more Emmys. So, huh. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. They, well, they had, like, uh, Amelia Clark and... and uh... It's interesting. It is, <laughs> to say the least, it is interesting. And to say the most, it is interesting. <laughs> anyway, guys... <laughs> Um, no, I just know Cersei and Khaleesi were nominated in the same category, and uh, and uh, Tyrion were, was nominated as well. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be though. that'll be interesting. Yeah, we, as, I'm glad you brought that up because we didn't even talk about Emmys last week during Comic Con at all. The Comic Con talk. Oh so. damn, that's the real controversy. But I can't say uh, that. But their call Saul got quite a few nominations, and a lot of the shows we talk about actually got a lot of good nominations, so I was pretty happy. HBO really just cleared house almost. Well, I don't know. Sounds, they're about to clear house. Sounds like, yeah, yeah, it's not nominated for everything. Yep. When you play the game of Emmys, oh, you, you win or you don't. I, I don't know. I, oh, you're, I think it's, no, I think it's, it's when, when you play the game of Emmys, you're either HBO or you're not, basically. Oh. Nice. Ah. We'll play uh, it. Uh, drop the mic, as uh, Felicity would say. <laughs> Either become the winner, or you live long enough to see yourself become uh, Leo DiCaprio. I don't know. That's a that's a, that's a Batman. Oh anyway, my gosh, wow. uh, that's the wrong movie. Hey, here's some good news. Here's some great news. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but a uh, Minecraft movie has been in the works for a while. It's coming out at yes. deadline. Um, yes, yes. The Minecraft movie has gotten a director, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia's Rob uh, Rob M- McKinley. Mick Elmy, Mick El, I can't pronounce his last name. Elmy, but it's that guy. It's uh, it's that's uh, 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 what's his name? What's his name? Uh, the fat guy. You're the one guy. Information in front of me. Uh, you're you're our news guy, so this does not spell good news for us. Who does he play? I am uh just typing it in right now. Obviously, who does he play on? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I don't. My sister would hate me if she heard this. Um, anyway, that guy, uh, you you there it is, Mac. Yes. Uh, that guy, he's going to direct, <laughs> he's going to direct the, the Minecraft, <laughs> he's gonna direct the Minecraft movie. Yeah. I there hope you go. he's also Minecraft Steve. That'd be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft Steve. He's like, the, uh, the, that's like the, the name the community gave him Minecraft Steve. You never drink straight down. Uh, and, uh, and I guess with that. That's gonna do it for uh, for the entertainment. Looking for a good sound effect. <laughs> excellent, absolutely excellent. Uh, that sucked. Entertainment, whatever. <laughs> All right. Like the idiot drop again. <laughs> I, I really should have. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the that greatest was thing, Casey. That, that was, was hurtful. That was I I meant to do a rasta horn too. I meant to do a rasta horn, oh, and my phone damn. called me an idiot, and it was just it was not nice phone. All right, so. This was my bad. I didn't give you any comic book movie news to report, Case. That's my bad. So, oh, real uh, quick, do you real, have some? I, I, I do. I'll just I'll just say them real quick. Yeah. So you used to you uh, used to do that. I did used to do that. Um. So just real quickly, Tyrese uh, confirmed meeting with uh, Warner Brothers for potential Green Lantern Corps role. Wait, um, Tyrese, like the actor slash uh, singer? Yeah, Tyrese like uh, Fast and of Furious. Of R and B fame. Yeah, a Fast and Furious. A Tyrese? Fast and Furious yeah. fame. Yeah. So he's That's awesome. Yeah, so I know he's been lobbying for a long time to be in Green Lantern. Cool. Uh, 
uh, as per, I know, I think it's, it's John Stewart. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, other piece of news: uh, Jerry Ryan. Most people know her from mm-hmm. Star Trek: A Voyager as Seven Ooh. of Nine. Um, she is coming to Arrow as someone named Jessica Danforth. Um, who's described as a friend of the Queen family. Her pro- political ambitions will place her in the crosshairs of a menacing antagonist. So Interesting. Yes. Uh, sticking with the Arrow news, let's see here. Uh, there was Stephen Amell, uh, I guess, had said that uh, Season 4 is going to be more uh, magic and mysticism. So uh, Good. We'll Just see. what Arrow needs. More <laughs> magic and mysticism. <laughs> I Can't like it though. Better than that. being rooted in like fake reality, though. I mean, you know, like like a lame version of like realness. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I was happy it's, that they had nano machines, you know, in last nano-machines. season. And well, what's interesting about that too is uh, it it starts to drum up uh, skept uh, people um, coming up. More, I guess more uh, rumors or or whatever that. Uh, Constantine could potentially come on as a guest uh, guest star on the show. So yeah, be uh, reborn awesome. in the series, that'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Well, Stephen Amell has already come out and said, like, "Hey, bring him over here. Like, we'll we'll put Constantine on Arrow." So um, I'm down with that. Let's. They, cool. uh, there's a tons of Constantine fans, and they would only you know um, pack in even even more fans for Arrow. So and and that might even give uh, the show a the injection it needs to get uh, itself going for, for season four, so who knows. Um, and then last bit of news, uh, Zack Snyder on his, um, I think it was on, I don't know if it was his Instagram or not, but there was a picture posted of him and his son, and it, it said, boy wonder, question mark. So um, the, rumor, the rumor is uh, that Zack Snyder's son, uh, Eli Snyder, could be Robin in Batman v Superman. So, uh, and, and see, the, here's the thing on that is Robin's not necessarily in the movie, but the rumor is, obviously, is that um, Dick Grayson is the one who dies and not Jason Todd. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's, that's who they're saying he could be. They're saying he could be Dick Grayson. But this is, but it's also just says Boy Wonder. So who knows? He could be Jason Todd still. So, you know, like we've been saying, la- like we said last week, it's all very rumorish. Um, or he could just be his like son visiting his dad on set, and then he's like, "Oh, you know, it'd be kind of funny if you just say Boy Wonder, and then have everyone drum up the rumor mill and just uh, really troll everybody." So be- oh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask: Was the rumor in place before the picture, or is the picture what's sparking the rumor? No, like it's just a picture of his son, of of, of Zack Snyder and his son, and it's just it's like his son's wearing like a tux, like it's not oh, okay. okay. Like yeah, I it's have not a, like he's... I have a conspiracy theory. Okay, Hear me out here. Okay. Uh, could he have just been uh, being clever? What could he have just been trying to be clever, and not actually, not actually spread rumors about his son being Robin? It is, it is a possibility. I don't know. I, I, the only reason I would say that there's some truth to this is because um, his son has been in his movies before. Uh, he played young Leonidas <laughs> in Three Hundred. Oh so, yeah, that I did. That I did not know. Yeah, that so that, know. that's that. Hmm. You know that. You know, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. But who knows? So, um, all right. So moving on. That would be interesting. All right. That would be interesting. Yeah. Good news. Good news. Very good news. Um, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna before we hit TV talk, we we want to do a little more discussion here in the summertime because you know there's so many movies out. And we want to get into uh, different areas of topics with these. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about reboots and remakes and and. Hmm. 
should they be should some movies be remade should they should movies be rebooted in general what movies shouldn't be touched you know we're gonna discuss that a little bit because you, know, you got and then and then you got movies that are like um, I think Matt said before the sh- before the show they re- that are retcon you know like X Men they retconned uh, everything before it and now we have a whole new X Men universe um, that you know. Uh, Sidebar uh, potentially could be uh, mixed up with uh, the Fantastic Four, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, but uh, but you have that, you know, you have um, what am I? Oh, Terminator kind of did something similar. I didn't I didn't see it, but they introduced time travel um, and and this kind of funky way where you know I think if you've seen in the previews uh, when Kyle Reese goes back in time goes mm-hmm. goes back in time he. Sarah Connor's already waiting for him, which is if you remember the first one, she didn't even know what the hell's going on. So, um, so we're talking about movies like that. So, guys, so um, so Matt, I'll start with you. Do you do you agree with with remakes and reboots? And do you think that um, it do you think it it's worth it to to do these? Do you think there's do you think or do you think it's just like you know milking the cash cow as much as they can? Well, it's it's definitely just milking the cash cow. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, like. It's it's also being safe, you know. Audience want the same thing. Uh, I'm an open admitting it. I like seeing the same thing, but I mean, there are definitely some instances where remakes are terrible, and also some remakes that are really good. For example, uh, Daredevil. Um, would you call that yeah. a remake? Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, another good remake. Um, I would say Jurassic World was a good addition. Maybe not a remake, you would say, but you know, an adding addition to it. Then you have the terrible ones, like you know, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, aside from like the elevator scene was the only cool part um, or things like uh, I don't know I can't even think of another terrible one because I probably already forgot about it <laughs> well, well, I mean, what do you think of a remake a remake is more of a movie that is is made in kind of the same image um, and, and uh, uh, uses a lot of the elements uh, of, of its of the previous of the movie it's trying to you know okay. to remake so, so it's like hard to, it's hard to make one blanket statement that like reboots are good, remakes are bad, remakes are bad, reboots are good. It, it's hard to make one blanket statement. There are obviously right. good examples and bad examples of, of remakes and reboots. Like, I do think you that, count, like, Nolan's trilogy, you know, for the Batman trilogy, do you call that a remake? i say it's a reboot. That was definitely... Now, a what's the, now hold on. I, what is the difference between a remake and a reboot? Because so, like, to me, a reboot is something that deserved to be redone. It almost has a negative connotation to it, where a remake is just like a retelling, I guess. Um, so my understanding is, okay, so remakes is this. Remake is, uh, like I said, you, you, you're taking a lot of the core things that made the original good, and you're just kind of updating it for a, a newer audience. But you're adding maybe a few different things. The, the best example I can give of that is when they tried to remake The Karate Kid with with, uh, with Jackie, oh, Chan Jackie Chan and, 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 and Jaden okay. Smith. And if you watch the movie... It's terrible. <laughs> well, not, not just that, but... <laughs> But they, I mean, there are, there are, there are dialogue, there's dialogue in that movie that's verbatim to the original. And, and, and that, so that, to me, that, that is what you call a remake. A reboot is like Batman, Nolan's Batman, where it was completely brand new. Like, you know, you think about Nolan's movies, uh, even just Batman Begins on it by itself, and you compare it to Tim Burton's 89 Batman, and they were completely different. The, the, you know, um, in, in okay. Tim Burton's Batman, he's established. In Batman Begins, he's not. Um, so that would probably be the best uh, example. 
I kind of like Casey's like term when he said, "Is it a retelling?" I think we should add that to the mix. Yeah, because there's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no, no. Well, I was I was gonna say that there, like the whole thing about updating a movie for like modern times. If it's a good movie and you want to just retell it, uh, there's some, I suppose. Like uh, for example. Uh, it was my classic pick a couple of weeks ago. It's called Metropolis. It was a 1930s uh, movie. But the version that I watched uh, had, like, lost scenes that they had found and then recut in. It had a modernized, well, quote-unquote modernized soundtrack. It was a soundtrack from the 80s done by Giorgio Mortar. Um, but it, it was updated and cut in a very modern, sty- well, modern-ish style. Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was cool. It, it gave, it would... It allows a lot of people to see the movie who otherwise wouldn't be interested in seeing a silent film. Mm-hmm. And so it, in that regard, uh, a remake or a retelling is, is pretty cool. Um, but I mean, for, then you have like, the remakes of the classics that like, just don't, they don't need to be redone. Like, for, like, I thought Godzilla was, was fine. Like, I, 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 right. Godzilla movies come out like once every couple, like every couple of decades. It seems like, and I don't know why because the originals are still considered the best. Well, I think that's where Matt's talking about like the cash cow thing. Like they, they know like a monster movie will sell. There's definitely an audience for that, and they're and they're gonna do everything they can to update it and make it look cool. I mean, I mean, what did, I mean, after watching it, do you think that it's good? It's if they continue to make sequels to the new Godzilla, are you guys going to be, are you like, oh, cool, okay, I'll go see this, or are you just like, eh, I'll wait till it's on DVD? Yeah, I was I, completely on board with, with the new Godzilla remake. I think just because it's, it's fun seeing something you've already seen, but in a, new, in a different way. You know? Like, yeah. I like I like the original so much that I'm like, okay, this, let's keep the core concepts of this, but, like, just present it to me in a new way, just so there's something new out there, but I already like it. You know, does, that, does that make sense? See, I, that, I, I get that. I, I completely yeah. understand that. Um, I, I guess because the new Godzilla, if we just want to keep that example going, the new yeah. Godzilla movie uh, wasn't really critically acclaimed. I know a lot of people didn't really like it because you didn't actually see Godzilla until like two-thirds through the actual movie. But I thought that that was a pretty modern style, that like suspensefulness and not wanting to show the right. monster right off the bat. Right. Yeah, it's like you're building suspense, you're building momentum. Um, but a lot of people didn't like that. And I thought that in that sense, that was the modernization of it. That and adding Brian Cranston, obviously. But, but, um, and but so I mean, so, uh, like, it, it, it kind of like built off of the old ones, too. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, God, this is the first time I've ever seen Godzilla. You know, now it's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's back or whatever, you know. He, yeah, he's back. Exactly. They're back. <laughs> They're back. We're so, back. I just, I just wonder, do you guys, um, I mean, what do you guys think about reboots? I guess compared to remakes, do you prefer, do you prefer? I guess I'll put it like this: Do you prefer a movie that's remade, or like Casey said, like a retelling, or would you, com- would you uh, rather have something that's completely rebooted um, all the way to its core, uh, like ba- like what uh, Nolan's uh, Dark Knight trilogy was? That's tough. That's tough. I wouldn't I wanna... really call the trilogy a reboot, to be honest with you. I, I call that a retelling, because it doesn't harken back to the to the previous movies, you know what I'm saying? I would call a reboot, like, um, uh, like what's it called? Uh, the X-Men movie, uh, the latest one come out, Days of Future Past. Yeah. You know, I would kind of call that a reboot, or what happens after that, the next movie, Apocalypse, right? I would kind of call that a reboot, because, like, you're... 
re- reboot is like the sense of you're turning it back. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. like you're taking what's there and re- and and you're like representing it again within the same timeline. You know? Does, does that make sense? No, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Um, it just um, I'm I'm curious. Like I I just I wanted to bring this to your guys' attention. Okay, so I found a list online, and these are a list of all the movies that are currently uh, in production as remakes, or or, there, or there's talk of them being remakes at least. I was looking I was looking for a list like that. Awesome. Okay, okay so I, there's 24. Yeah, but I'll, just, I'll just read you I'll just read you the top 10. Um, cool. All right, so number one, you have The Craft. Uh, and if you're not familiar Never. with the craft, um, it's a movie I remember. This is back in the '90s, um, and it's it's about a group of girls who um, are like uh, they're Wiccans, I guess you can say. Uh, it's, if you've heard of that, it's 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 about dabbling in witchcraft. Um, and it was um, I know it was a big movie for like Nev Campbell, Robin Tooney, Rosa Balk was in it. Um, uh, it was definitely like geared to like the high school crowd. Um, I mean, I was in high school at that time, so it was definitely geared toward a lot of the people like I knew and and they, they loved it. So it's it's one of those kind of it's got its cult following um and I can literally I, literally yeah no kidding. Um so that that that's that's very interesting. Um and then second up we got War Games uh which that's really? interesting. Yeah. Um I'm interested in why they would pick that movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I get mean, I I don't know. Well think okay. It, it's funny it's funny you bring that up cuz in uh, in Mr. Robot, we'll get to that later. There was a scene, I believe, in the latest episode, uh, where they're they're actually watching war games on yeah. TV, right? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 they're talking about how like, oh, there's probably right. it, look at the stupid hacking that they. I've never had to do any of this. I've, I've never, never had to fight a simulation. A, right, a laughing virus or whatever. Exactly. Or uh, yeah, and and uh, and so I it. it I don't know. I, I, I don't know. May, if they update it, if they update it, cool. Because it comes – I guess the underlying question beneath that is, is like with the craft, how I'd, I'd never heard of the craft before. And I, I hadn't heard of it being advertised, never saw the original. It's not on like the classic must-watch movie list for my generation. Um, but, I mean, maybe the remake is cool. Like the concept seems awesome. There's not a whole lot of – Wiccan movies out there, and and people my age kind of like, uh, in my experience, kind of like the spiritual stuff like that, and uh, and I, I think there might be a demand for that kind of movie, and so it is interesting that 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 would be more of an example for remakes and reboots. Um, very interesting, and, and like with war games, it being a little bit dated, maybe an updated an updated war games would have the same impact that the original did. Cause I have, I have young nephews who probably, they have no idea that the original even exists. And if they saw it, they might like the concept. Right. And yeah. so in that's in that sense, remakes made for like new generations are okay. And I'm, I'm really having trouble figuring out whether, what moral stance to take on remakes and reboots here. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I'm interested to hear you guys what you guys think of uh, as I keep going on the list here. So, um, the next up we got Commando. Uh, oh, to me, man. that just that just sounds like just a, left alone. <laughs> that's just that just sounds like a cash grab. I mean, I don't see the yeah. point of remaking yeah. Commando. Um, I feel like you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell when one is deserving of a remake and when one isn't deserving of a remake. That that one does seem like a blatant crock, cash grab. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, this is, this is probably, um, I, I, I was going through the list before I, I, I was telling you guys, and this probably seems like the most, uh, just 
kind of sore thumb on this whole list. Uh, Overboard. Um, now, if you're familiar really? with the 80s That's movie, strange. it's with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. And just, I'm going to break it yeah. down to you in like a minute here, and even less. Kurt Russell is a carpenter. Uh, Goldie Hawn is like this uh, daughter of a millionaire who just lives off the money and does absolutely nothing but but suntan. Uh, and, and she, uh, one night, falls off a boat, uh, gets amnesia, and Kurt she Russell... falls overboard, you could say. Falls overboard, exactly. Uh, and Kurt Russell, uh, he was like her carpenter before this had happened, and, and basically she was yelling at him and went paying for the job she did. So, long story short, he goes to the hospital, and in, in, in a way to pay, to get her back, he says, like, he's her husband, and you have all these kids, and uh, by the end of the movie, you know, typical like love story they 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 all fall in love whatever live happy ever happily ever after but i really don't see the reason why this would be even considered to be a reason. Yeah. i don't i don't that's get like, that at all that's um, like remaking like uh sleepless in seattle it's like why would you want to remake a rom-com you know it does yeah exactly it does seem really random i i actually have seen overboard randomly it's one of my dad's favorite movies um and yeah i can't I, I feel like that story got all wrapped up. I feel yeah, like, like there's not a whole lot you could add to that. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. Like, if it's on TV, I'll sit and watch it. But it's not like, I'm not going, man, I, I really hope they remake this thing because it totally... Could... They should do update this. <laughs> I don't... Okay, let me just put it this way. There's there's no director as of now, but Will Smith is producing the movie. And it's hmm. starring... That the, only one, the, the only one starring it as of right now is Jennifer Lopez. So... Hmm... <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, maybe I'm coming maybe around on this like, one, guys. Maybe like Will Smith was at a party with like a bunch of like you know celebrities. Like you know, it'd be a good idea, guys. You know what we all can kind of agree on? Overboard was a good movie. Who's in? Oh, you know, man. let me oh. see some hands. Oh, and J Lo's just in the back. He's the only one that's like, I'll take it. Movie on. I'm in. Well, she's not <laughs> really Overboard doing much outside of American Idol, so I guess I could see her doing that. Like think about what aspects what aspects of that movie could actually be updated. Like people don't know people don't know yachts. Like you can't just add a modernized yacht. Well, it's not just that, but what the if cars I mean, could be newer, the yacht could be newer, but no one gives a shit. Think about like National Lampoon's Vacation. That movie is being remade <laughs> with like the same scenes in the original. It, it there's like the same scenes. They like they go to a pool. They, there's like a hot chick in a car. They even have Chevy Chase in the damn movie. You know like, what's funny? You know what's funny about that whole understand. thing is is they probably could have gotten Anthony Michael Hall to reprise his role oh as Rusty God. Griswold, awesome. but they got Ed Help. No, no, nothing to take away from Ed Help. Well, I think he's hilarious, but I'm like, man, they totally could have got. Anthony Michael Hall, or even the girl who played True. Audrey to play, this, they could have brought them all back. So, well, I mean, also there's Chevy been Chase there's been five there's been like five Russes and five different Audreys. That's so a, that makes that also make and plus it's also canon that in every National Lampoon's movie it switches off between Russ being older and Audrey being older. That's yeah. a good point. I didn't <laughs> even right. think about that. Oh, that's 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 a good point, Casey. I didn't think about that. Yeah, but um, but no, but, but still, you, still, but I mean, but it though, like, like she would wrap the movie up in five minutes if. If they stick to the same story, because back in the 80s, they didn't have internet. They didn't have Google. All she'd have to do as soon as, like, this strange guy told her, I'm your husband, is Google it. And five minutes later, she'd be like, oh, you're totally lying to me. I'm out of here. Movie over. <laughs> what if that's the movie? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the movie is just him that's sitting in silence. <laughs> <laughs> just 
<laughs> and then credits rolling and it's just one of JLo's new songs. That's it. <laughs> oh, I would not be surprised at all. <clears throat> and then there's a tagline at the end. Updating movies are dumb. What do you think National Lampoon, if they do it, if they remake it again in a decade or they do a sequel, we'll have automated cars. They can fall asleep right. in the car for real and just get there on time. And then the credits roll. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I'm totally going to go watch Vegas Vacation after that. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So next up, Point Break. And I think we talked about this a while back. Because yeah, the, we did. You are, you are not I'm, a fan. I am not I'm a fan not of this. Just like, you know, the first one was like, just kind of like it was... I don't know. It was its own thing. It was Swayze. It was Keanu. Even Gary Busey was in it. I mean, good luck trying to encapsulate everything they brought um, to the to the first one back in 1991. So I, I, I'm not, uh, whatever. I'm just whatever to that. Um, all right. So then we got Ameri- An American Werewolf in London. Uh, they actually made a sequel to this with, uh, I think it was uh, Mark Paul Glosser was in it. And... Um, oh, the guy who played in the drummer in that thing you do. I can't remember what his name was. Dang it. I should totally know what his name is. Um, I just remember Tom Hanks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they made a sequel to it, like, much, obviously, much later on. It was in the, I think it was in the mid-90s. But uh, An American Werewolf in Paris, uh, I mean, in London, it's basically about a guy who goes backpacking in London, uh, an American, obviously, and he gets bit, and he turns into a werewolf. Now, um, I remember my parents watching this a lot, um, and I I don't know if it was popular or not, but at least the people I I knew growing up like really were into it. So I don't know um, how that would be received. Uh, you know, I think we're past the vampire werewolf craze, so I don't barely might be barely. a little bit yeah. So you might be a little bit late on that. I don't know. Maybe the Teen Wolf crowd will still be into it, but I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a that's that's a kind of a off the map one too. Um, rounding out this list, we got the Wild Bunch. Uh, that is possibly going to be remade. Uh, here you go, Matt. Jumanji. What? Uh, yeah, that, I saw that too. That is apparently looking to be remade. That's cool. Um, uh, is it? Is it? I, I, damn it! I would watch that movie. Just man, who's making that? Universal. Uh, there's no director at the moment. It's just say Matthew Tolbach, who is who did the Amazing Spider-Man and. His, Amazing Man, Man. Spider-Man 2 has been announced as producer alongside Bill Teetler, who produced the original. So I I don't Whoever's know. Whoever's making that movie, you already got my money. Like, <laughs> damn it, all you 90s kids that watch that movie like three times a day, just, of course we're going to watch it. We can't not watch it. You here's, know? here's how Matt's going to totally be sold right now, okay? Uh, under starring, it does say to be announced, but it says, although Karen Gillian... Has implied her impl- involvement through some cryptic tweeting. So just like what? that, that's that's totally on board. Hmm, oh, because you know what? Oh, they put it on here. She has she tweeted out a, the Jumanji uh, uh, like uh, box, whatever, like the game set, and said, and she put things are really happening for me. However, this tweet was sent back in November of 2013. So let's just. Uh, I don't know if that means anything. Maybe she's oh. a huge fan of the of the game. Couldn't be very what it is. I don't know. I, I, I don't would, think I would watch it. I'm excited for that. That's a piece of like my childhood that I would. I'm excited for. Um, all right. So, so the I last the last couple here I'm going to read off. We got Logan's Run. Um, I know that was a '70s movie. And then uh, number uh, ten here is All Quiet on the Western Front. So never uh, heard of it. All sorry. right. So here's the sub. Here's the subtext that I'm getting. From this conversation, uh, 
it seems to be case by case whether or not remakes and reboots are bad. And I, I had read an article a few months back. I think I shared it on the show. I, I might not have. But it basically said uh, more or less that that people keep saying they want original movies, like movies not not necessarily based off of books or or older movies or remakes or anything like that mm-hmm. because it's just kind of seem it seems like every movie these days is just a rehashing of something else but at the same time the article also said that just based off of trends people don't really go out and see original movies because they tend to be like Adam Sandler's Pixels for example completely mm-hmm. original original movie based off of a college short film but it was terribly done because it has no original spark to go off of, so to speak. They they can't they don't have that original thing to take and modernize. They just have to go on by themselves. And as I look at some of the best and worst movies of two thousand of, of last year, it kind of seems like the trend might be changing. Like some of the better movies were like Boyhood, completely original. Right. Lego mo- Lego movie had a lot of of like pop culture references, but was an original concept. Uh, right. Let's see. Interstellar was original. Birdman was original. Whiplash might have been based off of a book, but I'm pretty sure it was original. And then for the the bad movies, like Annie, Annie was remade. That was a that wasn't a good movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. I think Divergent was based off of a book. Divergent yeah. was bad. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not critically acclaimed. Godzilla, we said earlier. Expendables 3. Although I, I don't really agree with that one. I'm, I'm looking at a Rolling Stone 10 worst movies of 2014 list right now. I kind of like that one. And so, then also yeah, like, uh, Transformers Age of Extinction was also yeah. terrible. It sounds like... Oh, yes, of course it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I call it... Yeah, almost need not be sick. Like, it's almost a benchmark, if not Paul Blart was at a zero. Uh, yeah. and so it, it does sound like people like like movies that are original. It's just, are we are we saying general audiences are distrustful of originals of late? So that's why most folks, you know, see uh, like a lot of people are you know really invested in like you know the books that they read, like the you know so like they go see the movie anyway, like. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, are people, most people distrustful of original movies? That's a good question. Like, of the past few years, barring last year's, like, numbers or whatever. Well, as much as I'm not a big fan of remakes or reboots in general, um, I, I think there's room for them. But I think, Matt, I think Casey, you're, you're right. I think it is a case-by-case basis. But I think, and I think that, that kind of answers what Matt's asking. Because some movies people will take to you, other, pe- other movies they won't. Uh, for me, perfect example of that is is that Teen Wolf show on MTV. Um, I didn't think that would make it, only because I'm a big fan of the actual '80s movie with Michael J. Fox, and and, and when I heard what it was about, and that it, they basically were just using the name, um, I was I thought, okay, well maybe things will be different then, because they're all they're doing is using the name. It, it's, it has mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do with what they did in the '80s movie. It's just they just wanted to use its name, um, but it sounds. But anyone who likes like the '80s movies, you're gonna know um, uh, what that is. But I think it's 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 like Casey said, it's one of those case by case things. And there, like I said, there's probably gonna be room for some and and not room for others. Uh, and, mm. and you're certainly gonna have a lot of movies where people are attached to it. Like like you guys hear how I feel about Point Break. I'm like really like you, you really had to make that one. Um, uh, so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if if some of the movies actually do get remade. And what do, what doesn't get uh, remade? Like we said, like like we said, I mean that's just overboard. Just seemed like the weirdest 
one out of that whole list. Like, yeah, that, why? Yeah. Like, why like, would you do that? I mean, just, I can jump in real quick. I was going around IMDb looking up all these movies, and on the front page uh, from Variety, it says Universal launches Gem and the Holograms open casting call on the internet. Well, that's actually that's actually that's actually coming out. Um, that's actually, actually it's funny. I was when I was at Comic Con. Um, I ran into like I was waiting in line at the at the Walking Dead little like makeshift uh, terminus, and mm-hmm. there was these couple girls behind me, and they were dressed up, and and I, in my head, I'm like, they kind of look like Jem and the Holograms, so I asked, I was like, hey, are you Jem and the Holograms? She goes, oh yeah, like, and and so we kind of struck struck up a conversation. Turns out she was an extra, uh, featured extra in um, the Jem and the Holograms movie. And oh. so, I, and yeah, and so, like, she was telling me, yeah, I'm a big fan and all this. So I was like, and so I asked her, I was like, so tell me your honest opinion. Did you like the trailer? I was like, because I, I, you know, I knew about it growing up as a kid, but I knew it was more like, this was more like a girl thing. So I didn't know, I just knew that when it, the trailer hit, like, what was it, this year, mm-hmm. so many people were mad because of how it looked. And she was like, you know what, I wasn't happy about it either, but I know a lot that goes on. So she goes, I'm looking forward to it. So. Um, so I mean, it's cool. It's yeah. a teen musical. What else do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. You know? So I so we'll we'll see how that how that does. But um, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. Um, were there any others, Matt, or was that it? I just I just took notice of that one. I didn't really look around too much. Okay, that's cool. Um, all right, so I think that'll do our that'll finish up our discussion. Unless you guys wanted to add anything else to this. Um, are there any Are there any old movies that you guys would like to see be remade. Is there any one that like really stands out to you that is deserving oh. of being redone? Let's let's out on that. Give me your the movie that that's been remade that you hate and one that you do want to see remade. Or and remade. then a right. classic one that you yeah. want done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. I guess I'll go. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles needs to stop. They need okay. to stop. They have to stop. <laughs> with just with stop that series, it. it's just, it's a dumb, se- it really is just a dumb series. Like, it's just, it's dumb. They need to stop. They won't, obviously, because they make a lot of money off of those Live movies. Live action ones it's, are cool. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they're Ninja Turtles, dude. We won't get into it. We won't get into it. Uh, I, we will have an hour-long discussion of how this, cool Ninja Turtles are. All right, Casey. This is my pick. This is my pick, Matt. This is my life. <laughs> we need we need the soundtrack of Eminem for our battle, you know. <laughs> oh dear, Southpaw. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, and and I think that I think that uh, I I think that this is actually being remade right now. I wanted to talk about it. We don't have to, but uh, Fly to the Navigator, also one of my my dad and I's favorite Which? movies. I would love to see it remade. Actually, that I think a, that it, it although that it stands a good movie. Although I believe it still stands on its own, and when you watch it, it's still cool as shit. Even to the day, it still even to the day, it still holds up. I still think that if they remade it with modernized graphics, they could make it so much better. If they added like some of that suspensefulness that they put in to say Godzilla, only they did it a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it could be. I think it could be pretty cool. I would enjoy that. So those are my picks. That's an that's interesting pick, Case. I like that one. Just I, I I remember growing up as a kid that was like. Such an awesome movie to watch, um, just because it's total, it's total fantasy, but it's it's so, it's I, just it's just awesome. It's just I don't know mind, what to say. It's mind expanding. It, it that really was, is. That yeah. was how my dad sold it to me when I was a, a little kid watching it for the first time. He said it's it's mind expanding and it makes you think, and uh, and it does and it does. It's one of my favorite movies. Nice, nice, uh, Matt. 
Um, it's kind of hard. I'm really trying to think now. Um, reboot that I really enjoyed. Um, I'm going to change this later. Um, but I would say the Godzilla movie that came out a few years ago. That was cool. That was saved by all the uh, atomic breath scenes and like that five minute long um, uh, yell from Godzilla, like right in our faces. That was pretty cool. Um, but something that I classic I would like to see rebooted. Um, I would like to see Nosferatu done again. Ooh, that would be really that, cool. That would be cool. Imagine like just like a really creepy movie. Doesn't have to like no like not jump scares, but like just like really good like um like uh costume makeup or something like that to really get you know the same kind of feel just a pale character yeah really that like stark contrast how cool would that be right but you know it, maybe not in a silent movie kind of thing but you know they would have still like that very like creepy violin-y kind of uh soundtrack with it yeah kind of cool. yeah that is interesting to think about because if they update the movie and they want to keep the feel the same, then they have to up. They ha- in a sense they have to update the emotions too, which mm-hmm. I think might yeah. most people would think might make it cheesy, but that's the only that's what they have to do. It might not be even resembling the original at all, but that's what they would have to but do if they wanted that, to keep the emotions the same. Exactly, that would be kind of cool. Use a character, but keep the same kind of creepy feel. Uh, something that uh, a reboot I really didn't like, uh, probably like Ninja Turtles. I'd probably say that. <laughs> Nice. Uh, did not like that one. Oh, the, the Michael Bay one. Matt, the, the Nickelodeon Matt, animated you, show is still cool. I will say. How that. you gonna give? How you gonna give me shit and then pick the same thing? How you gonna do that? I how didn't enjoy do? it, but I like the live action ones from the nineties. Oh, oh okay, those yeah. are those are fine. That, I, I, I like those. those. <laughs> oh wait, Casey, did you say yes or no to those? Uh, what? Live action nineties Ninja Turtles movie. I'm sorry, I, I can't I can't hear you for some weird reason. Oh, go really? through, go the, through a tunnel. Am I? Weird. The whole oh. city that I live is in a tunnel. It's is strange. He, is you he just joking off. with me? I think he's joking with me. <laughs> I think he's totally, I think, he's totally messy with that I'm right now. I'm being kidnapped by pirates. It's weird. I don't Yo, know. Yo, oh, matey. I can't answer your question right now. I'm being, uh, walking he's, planks and shit. falling a long way. Wow, that's I'm, incredible. It's, Oh boy, you guys are funny. Okay, so anyway, Pete, you got to. Uh, yeah, I got um, probably uh, the. I, I there's a few movies that I hold very near and dear to me, and one of them is uh, Halloween, and that got bastardized by Rob Zombie when he tried to remake that. Uh, I I hated the idea when it first when I was first announced. Uh, a long time ago, um, that it was being rebooted and he was directing it. I didn't really have much faith at all um, in what he was going to do to it, so I didn't even go see it. Um, I I told myself I would not see it unless it was like two in the morning and it was like Spike TV and I was just bored and there was nothing else on. Well, lo and behold, that oppor- that opportunity actually happened, and it was like two in the morning, and I sat through maybe an hour of it, and I was like, that is way too much. They. It's I could spend uh, so much time just destroying what he did to Halloween, but I'm just gonna leave it at you know what I hated what he did to it. To me, that's one of those classic movies that does not need to be touched, and it was so. Yeah, so that's the movie I hate the most that was remade. Um, a movie that I would like to see remade actually um, is one of, something that I would love to see remade, like rebooted or whatever. And I wish I could actually be the one to do it because because it would be a lot of fun. Um, there was a movie Stephen King directed back in the 80s called Maximum Overdrive, 
with uh, Emilio <laughs> Estevez. Oh my god, I love this movie so much. It's so bad, it's so good. Um, it's it's so that is the truth. Um, basically, it's it's uh, this this comet uh, hits Earth and and basically uh, makes uh, electrical equipment and and cars. Uh, it makes them alive. And, and it what tra- the hell? Yeah, and it traps- what is this movie, dude? <laughs> it traps these people in a gas station led by Emilio Estevez, and they have to fight <laughs> their way out of it. Shit. It is the worst, best movie ever. I the love this movie. The concept of this is about as ridiculous as like Tremors, so I have to watch it. Yes, it's so <laughs> bad, it's so good, and I would love to see this thing remade <laughs> because it would totally rock as like a modern day B movie. I would absolutely love that. See, they should totally remake bad movies yes that's, they should I, i'm like, i'm totally good with that yeah like, okay attack, so like say attack of the killer tomatoes with modernized graphics oh, i that would be so awesome shit over that remake that would be great oh. so like you know how like mars attacks from back in the 90s was like the <laughs> that was like the spoof b movie um, you know yes so like you think like in a few years they would have the maximum overdrive like the spoof 90s B movie. It could be. I mean, I, I'm definitely down with that. Oh, if that's... he's at truck stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's inside of a living truck right now with a goblin face on it. And then I was like, Emilio. Okay. <laughs> uh, hashtag. And sadly, you got Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> All right. So that is my movie. So yeah. So I think that's that's gonna do it for this. That was fun. That was a lot of fun talking nice. about that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, man. That's a good one. That's fun. That was fun. Let's yeah. talk about shit special. every week. <laughs> we should talk about shit every single week. That was fun. That was so much fun, guys. I was. I think we're gonna have to do that again next week. Uh, actually, no. We have a guest on next week, so that'll that'll. So we can't. We can't. Well, it, you know what? We'll get in discussion with that, but it'll be a lot different. But we'll look out on our Twitter. I'll be announcing um, who we'll have on our show next week, and and uh, yeah. And also send us send us cool uh, like talking prompts. If you're on, if you're on the Twitter these days, yeah. well, you know, we got something from one of our listeners, but it's it's more flash related, so I'm saving that one. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, so I'll save that for later on. Uh, if you know who you are who asked us about a particular flash question, so we'll get to that in a few. Yeah, days. and if uh, <clears throat> if you uh, have your opinions on reboots and which ones you like, disliked, or what you want to see rebooted, yeah, definitely give us a comment on iTunes or send us an email, Twitter, no- Instagram, all the good stuff. Facebook. Facebook. That's what I should have said. Yeah, it was totally wouldn't for you to say that. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? What? What is this? A call to action? Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know where Casey's going with this. Uh, I'm being sucked into a portal again. I'm fucking <laughs> Kidnapped by pirates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay. All right. So oh, we're going to get... Real quick. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Phil. I didn't even cut you off. But um, I want to jump in about Ant-Man real quick. Before we nice. Okay. Okay, so Ant Man, I watched it on Monday. Nice. Uh, I it's it's totally it's totally worth the the the, the seven seven fifty matinee hmm. uh, price. Um, a lot of mixed uh, stuff from from people that that I've talked to over the past week. Um, some people liked it. Some people said it was really nice. good. Some people said it's their favorite one when they were walking out of the theater. I'm like, it is George. It is George R. R. Martin's second favorite Marvel movie. Apparently, it's a good one. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised uh, about it because I don't know if you guys know, okay. but I'm a huge fan of the Ed- of Edgar Wright, and I was really excited for him to, uh, you know, pen the script and direct and all that good stuff. But ultimately, you know, um, he left the project, so I was I. 
It was a good movie. It was funny. It was very focused. There's not a lot of fluff to it. Any tie-ins with like the MCU was like, uh, I wouldn't say kept minimum because there's a, there's a big scene in there, but it like it it was just like it made sense in the movie. It wasn't like tagged on where a lot of like uh, first movies for like you know introducing a character kind of feels like it's tagged on. Um, but I, man, like. Paul Rudd, I think it was a miscasting, or Paul Rudd was just like directed weird because, like, the only didn't character seem... I sorry, go ahead, go ahead. What? Well, I, in the trailer, it kind of seemed like he just wasn't being Paul Rudd. It seemed yeah. like he was too, he's being too vanilla. Yeah, he he didn't. They didn't really play. I mean, I can't really speak. Like, I'm a big Ant Man fan, but I don't really know Scott as a character. Like, I like the idea of 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 his of his powers. He has a suit. Normal guy, but it, the suit has the powers and all stuff like that. Let's not sugarcoat it. Ant Man. Ant Man is a ridiculous character. It's so and ridiculous it's, that I like it. You know, and it's and exactly, exactly. It's suiting that they would that they would cast uh, Paul Rudd to. Sorry, I almost said Rudd Paul for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Rudd Paul Pop Rudd Paul. as <laughs> they. It, it's fitting. It's fitting, and the fact that they don't they don't allow him to be like quirky and like really like laugh it up because it is a ridiculous character. Yeah, uh, I thought they would really play into his strengths, his comedy yeah. strengths. And I felt like he only had two scenes where he was the funny part. It was really, um, uh, oh, shoot, I forgot his name. Uh, Lauren said his name, too. Uh, something, uh, Pineda is his last name. Uh, the guy he, who plays Oh, the, Michael Pena. Mike, Michael Pena. He, like, totally stole the movie. Like, all of the comedy stuff that I think Scott should have said, he said it instead. Oh. And, um... Uh, his character should have said instead. But, uh, yeah, but it was still a good movie. It's a heist movie, as Lauren said, so it's really good. Oh. I was one of the, like, biggest, like, no, don't watch it, don't even watch it, like, person. But uh, Lauren's stamp of approval was on it, so I had to go watch it. And, um, yeah, I, I really think it's a great addition in, to the MCU. I was pleasantly surprised by it. But now it makes me want to know even more what the original script was before Marvel had their hands fully yeah. on it. Saying. Well, I mean, with all the shit that this movie has gone through, the fact that it is at the very least good, yeah, is fine by me. It's fine exactly. by me. I, I will. Perfect. I will. I'm totally behind the movie. Yeah. Like, uh, I will say that the only character I disliked was the main character. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's super so boring. He <laughs> was just really vanilla, as Damn. you said. Like, he's he that is really, unfortunate. I hate to confirm it, but he was very vanilla. But um. Everyone else was good. Evangeline Lilly, she was she was funny too. It was great. Michael Douglas nailed it, you know. And um, uh, the, the villain, Yellow Jacket, man, like he wasn't like super evilly, like you know, uh, wringing his hands evilly, but he was just like a like a really smart like asshole, you know. It's pretty mm. good. So uh, I would have said him as Lex Luthor would be pretty cool, but uh, you know, nice seeing him in any kind of villain role. So he. Totally good. So anyway, yeah, uh, has also not only Lauren's stamp of approval but mine. So definitely go watch okay. it, guys. It's so good. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for that quick uh, review, Matt. Um, all right. So we're gonna get into uh, some TV talk. Uh, we're gonna uh, we catch up because we we've been we haven't TV talk in a while now. It seems like. Um, yeah. So we're gonna kick things off with uh, the hundred. Uh, oh boy, my favorite. The hundred. <laughs> We're on episode five and uh, the first season, and I, let me just start off by saying this, um, and maybe this is the turning point of the show because I remember uh, Aleshiva and, and and Amy both were like, you know, it starts off really slow, and then like the fifth sixth episode, it starts to get better. Well, 
I started to see things get better. Um, it's just, uh, you know, you have uh, the girl Raven, who just crash-landed, um, who is who's already hooked up with uh, Finn, who just hooked up with uh, Clark. And so that kind of made it a very interesting um, dynamic. But I, what I wanted to say was... Um, I, I'm glad CW did not stick with uh, did not stick with the love triangle as they normally would have. Um, if, if this was like an old CW show, that's all it would have been the entire episode. Right. Um, right. But they didn't. It was barely. It, it was like they bookended. If anything, it was it was it was in the beginning and then at the end when you know Finn's got his arm around Raven and they're kind of watching those those you know. I guess flares, so to speak, yeah. go up, and 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 Clark looks over and sees Finn and and Raven together, and she kind of has her moment. But those were the only times they did that, and I want to say thank you. Uh, I wasn't say Arrow writers, one hundred writers, because um, that made me go, oh, this show is maturing. It's not going to be just proud some. Of the show. Yeah, I was like, that's it's not going to be some teeny bopper. Um, we're just gonna we're just going to you know. Uh, stick with uh, whiny kids not in love all the time. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm just I just wanted to preface it with that. But no, um, I totally think that they won't bring that up anymore. In no, no, the no, show. no, no. I'm, I'm saying, totally no, sure no, they're gonna no, just drop no, it, and not pick it up no, anymore. There's no love triangle. There's no it, love triangles here. No, 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 no. Stop it, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like it didn't drive that episode. Now I'm sure okay. it'll come into play right. at some point. But I hope that it stays kind of on the back burner. Like it's one of those things that it's there, but it doesn't take over the whole show. I hope I hope that because it seems like this was a pretty emotional episode. You had, you know, the whole the people on the arc learning that uh, they might all die, and uh, and then they they had that rule or that that some some thing the chancellor did saying that they got to kill 300 people to make sure everyone else lives or something like that and then they had these volunteers and then you had the sad moment with the father and the daughter so i i, I thought that was i thought that was well done what did you guys think i, w- I will say that 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 situation itself was very dark and uh i thought it was well done i, I don't know I, I thought it was an interesting place for the show to go i actually in that aspect i enjoyed it this week yeah well done Golf clap. Was, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, one of the fun parts of this uh, of today's episode, I guess, or this past episode we watched, uh, was in case you always say, "Man, these adults are so dumb," you know. But they were really posed with like a serious dilemma. It's like, how do you, you know, how do you save, you know, the the, the good of the many outweighs the few, and you know, they they had to do uh, something super sad and just like kill all these people and yeah. And, I still you know, think there's... that the Chancellor was being dumb, though. I still think that. I don't know why he would want to kill himself. I get that he's sad, but I mean, like, the captain goes down with the ship, right? Right. You know, you need, they need, everyone needs a leader, so I don't know. Maybe he wakes up some point during the season and says, you know what, damn it, I'm the captain of the ship. And <laughs> like Casey he said, needs... I go down with the ship. So he Jack Sparrow's I... that shit. It may, he could he could very well do that. I don't know. Cap, Turns Captain, on a British accent. Captain Jack Sparrow has more more loyalty <laughs> just to gets his, wasted out of to a ship than the Chancellor does have right. the uh, arc at this point. Starts wearing eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, uh, was there anything you guys liked about the show in particular? To me, those is what that's what really stuck out in this episode were the emotional scenes with the father and the daughter and and right. and, and and you know. It, to me, that kind of mirrors maybe a little bit of Clark and her dad, and you know, because you had the mom play that video, alerting everyone that hey, you know, we're we're 
we're all going to die. Like this isn't going to mm-hmm. this thing isn't built to last forever. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't know why she did that because like is she trying to incite a riot? Because at one point she talks to the other Snape ish ish guy, Snape guy. the Snape ish guy, <laughs> uh, and he's like. The last thing we need is outright. And she's like, no, no, I, I know. The last thing we need is a riot. I'm like, really? Then why did you just incite? You just tried to incite much, one. Yeah. You just tried to outrage everyone on the ship. And it just so happened that there was a ton of depressed people who were okay with dying. <laughs> like it's a, l- a little convenient of how many volunteers that they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that it's, it's, that's television. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it'll work it's, out. It's, you know. I, I shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't obviously be so expecting of a TV show. And it, but I, I mean, like, it, Which is kind of I didn't sad. understand that. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's, it's her character to be like, you know what? Everyone deserves to know what's going on. We have to be, uh, government should be, you know, um, uh, completely transparent, you know, with their decisions and stuff like that. So it was like her character's duty to do that, even though she said, I won't incite a riot, even though she totally did. So, um, it made sense for the character, at least for me, but I don't know. I think what stood out for me the most was like one of the final scenes with um, what's her face, uh, uh, kind of waking up in the mud and then oh, you see, like, oh, the uh, first Octavia. Big look. Octavia. It was like a, it was like a, uh, yeah, Octavia. It's like a um, the ground, the grounders. Is that what they call them? You know, like the lightning behind them and he's yeah. almost all white. You know, oh, yeah. first good that, look at a grounder and how feral that they look and it looks really cool. good. Yeah, it looks like he just cool. stepped off the set of Mad Max. I thought. Yeah, or like Vikings I mean, or something like that. He didn't look. He didn't look like like, like a he. He was, uh, I don't know, like carnal or anything. He he just looked like a normal. He just looked like a normal fucking. I guess like I meant tribal like, dude. I guess I'm not feral. I guess I meant I meant like uh, definitely someone who has to live off the land. You know, who like yeah, a, a survivor. I would say he has like you know the. All the clothes is all hunting skins and stuff like that. So I, it looked really cool. So I'm, I'm interested to see. Uh, that's what I'm most interested about in the show is how they're going to introduce like the the uh, people who've been living on Earth. You know? Yeah, and like what their what their culture is like, how they right. how they survived and or dealt with with radiation. How or would they even yeah thing. had that? So yeah, and how and how, and, and that is that is a, a thing that I, I will be looking forward to. Yeah, also, I mean we still we still need to see a little bit more uh, two headed Bambi. So that's what I've been waiting for. No drinking games for me with that one because it hasn't seen that one since episode one. Okay, anyway. Um. <laughs> who's – all right. What? Who's – his name is – well, for me, his name is Mega Douche, but I don't know his actual – I oh, don't know his... about – you talk about Bellamy? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's what he is. All right. So Mega Douche was uh, – he said in this of episode, his, you know? he totally is. He totally he doesn't want his sister sleeping around. At the same time, he was in bed with two women. The first time right. he the first thing he does is sneak out and throw a radio into the river instead of just hide it because oh, we'll never need a radio for any reason. Might as well throw it immediately into the river. You right. stupid jackass! <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, Again, oh, okay. I'm just you know to all the Bellamy fans, I'm, I'm waiting Why? for him to be redeemed. Why? I'm waiting. See, I want to know thing. why. <laughs> Here's the thing. In this episode, they find out that he shot the chancellor poorly, I might right. add. Uh, and, and Did he's not like, nail it. Hashtag he's not like, nailed it. He knew that Octavia was going to be sent to Earth. And he made it sound like he shot the chancellor so that he would be thrown in jail so that he would also go to Earth 
But my thought is, is that remember at the beginning how they made such a big deal about like, oh, even if you steal candy from a baby, you still get charged the same as a murderer. Right. So why didn't he just steal candy from a baby? Why didn't he just like call the chancellor a dumbass and then get thrown in maximum security prison right. and then get sent to Earth? You didn't have to shoot a dude. I, I feel yeah, like you're not being... a shady deal to get on there, but it, it well, maybe he wanted to. Maybe he wanted to kill him, but he just and nobody is a terrible it. shot. My thing is that no one questioned it. They're just like, oh, you shot the chancellor to come to Earth with your sister. All Thanks. right, well, let's go get that radio. <laughs> That Meanwhile, I uh, was just like a second-born baby. That's why I was thrown in jail. But you know, you shot a guy. That's so good. Well, maybe we'll get. I'm sure we're going to learn more about uh, Bellamy's motives as we move along. But right now, Probably. he does. He does come off as like the super douche guy. Um, yeah, because, to sleep with three women at the same time, and not <laughs> and let his sister sleep with nobody. And, right. Yeah, that's that's and pretty failing much, miserably and failing and, and and not being and not knowing how to shoot somebody uh, in order to kill them. <laughs> Because he well, looked he shocked killed. when Raven said, "Yeah, you didn't kill that guy." He was like, "What?" Well, that hurt. That hurts. It barely hurts. even scratched yeah. him, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a flesh wound. <laughs> it was just a flesh wound. <laughs> Damn it, Pete! You beat me to it. <laughs> oh well, my gosh! Oh boy! There was a lot. There was a lot of talk of. There was a lot of talk of shooting stars in this episode. I noticed. I like that. That was kind of cool. I guess. You, can you wish on that? And then he kind of like looks at her like, "Really." <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think you can see. I don't think you could have seen those canisters from space. But I mean, no. I, but I mean, it's a TV show. I'll, I'll allow yeah. it. I guess it was a it's, valiant it was attempt. Celebrate. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, because I, it like it, I guess it would ex- explode or it was pink or something like that. I don't know. I, it did. It's not plausible. But I mean, I guess I'll allow it. I guess <laughs> it's sustained. Uh, sustained. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so yeah. Um, you know, we were. Pretty happy with this past episode. It's it looks like it's get it's maturing, getting better. It's so, going somewhere. Uh, I love it. As, as, I love it. As we've it been is told, yeah. As as we've been told, to the show is is getting better. So, oh, one I want to add one thing. Fun fact: uh, International Space Station. Whenever any of them use the bathroom, it ejects it into uh, into orbit, uh, close range orbit around the planet. And mm-hmm. so, whenever you see a shooting star, there's a, a mid to high <laughs> chance. That what you're Someone. wishing on is actually turds from the International Space Station. <laughs> oh boy! When <laughs> you wish upon a shit, <laughs> oh, makes no difference who it hits. <laughs> nice man. Very, nice. Very I am high fiving nice. my screen right now. I felt good yeah. about that joke. Well done, well Matt. Well done, done. That was good. That was good. All right. So, okay. Full so we're gonna... disclosure, I thought my mic was muted. <laughs> and I just went with me. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Okay, so, so all, next all week. That... Oh, sorry. Next week. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the next episode. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it should be good. Um, all right. So, so from one hilarious show to one dramatic show, uh, we're going to get into Mr. Robot. Uh, that is Ooh. a summer show on, on USA. Um, and let me just tell you right now, if you, if you haven't watched Mr. Robot, it's, it's about time you jumped on the trolley because this show is very, very good. Uh, it's not, it's, it's, you know, obviously it's a summer show, but it's not one of those summer shows that's put out there just to kind of help pass time. Um, it's, it's, it's a legitimately good show. Well done, well acted, well written. It comes off to me like, uh, mm-hmm. like a, 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 an independent movie. Uh, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. it's so so good. I, it's got I, a lot of good things going for it. 
Yeah, a lot a of hype bit. around it too. When it and a lot of hype. Out. Well, USA reason, renewed it after like not even the pilot even aired it. Like, it they yeah, another season of it. Yeah, that is that is correct. Um, but I I've loved everything and the even the first I think five or ten minutes that were introduced to the main character in the pilot episode, um, and 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 the the predicament he puts in the guy and that he meets for the first in that first episode is just it's just it's just a, it's mind blowing that that whole scene is just so well written and so well acted. Um, uh, I absolutely uh, loved it. I, I love where it's going. It's 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 clearly inspired by uh, that group Anonymous that you're all aware of. Uh, um, yeah. that, that goes after all the you know, big corporations or mm-hmm. or even like the cop stuff going on. And, and well, I mean it. it in the it's world. A very. Okay, oh, case. Sorry. Well, it's a very real look at like hacking, and it's yes. ta- and the show talks about a lot of things that that shows just don't really talk about, like. Like one of his quotes is that like he well he's his main enemy is the as he says in his own words the one percent of the one percent, mm-hmm. and it goes into how like a small group of people just own everything and that like a couple corporations actually are the parent companies of of almost everything mm-hmm. and so he's after the top they're after the very very top dog I thought that concept was incredible and I feel like a lot of people especially these days want to talk about stuff like that because. I mean, in, in pop culture, it's not really being talked about, and it's certainly mm-hmm. not being talked about in the in the media or anything like that. And who's I think pulling it's a, the strings, yeah. Yeah, who, who's pulling the strings? Not to get all conspiracy theory or anything like that, but I mean, it is, it's something that really hasn't been broached, I'll say well, by a TV show uh, until now, in my <clears throat> uh, opinion. Plus, it is a very realistic look at, ha- at hacking, almost like shockingly so. I've never seen it done so well, actually. Yeah, like the uh, I there was a, a sequence in the first episode where uh, the company that the main character works for, he works for this really big company, uh, gets hacked, and and just the whole sequence of him having to go having to go back and and figure out what's going on, and I, I just loved every single scene and and how you pretty much got to sit. It's almost like you were sitting next to him watching him uh, trying to figure this whole thing out, and 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 I like how they. They paint the, the the protagonist as as someone who, almost like in the, in the first bit, he he seems like untouchable. Like he's this hacker who can get to anybody. But then he's approached by this group who, um, they're called F Society, and 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 he, it's almost like he had this window of of he's just kind of this weird guy, but I can hack people and I can learn who you are quickly, and nobody can touch me. And then in in the blink of an eye, he's, he's contacted by this F Society. He gets paranoid that the 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 uh, future or this uh, new CEO, this other big evil evil corp, as they call it, um, um, he's freaking out that he might be watch he, being watched by by him and mm-hmm. uh, and I loved how they built him up and then brought him down quickly, but then they re brought him back up and it's just kind of stayed at this consistent level uh, with the main character. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, well, I I can jump in. I. I've been following the show like uh, probably I picked it up like the the week after it premiered, so I, I've been kind of following week to week now for for a while, and um, I gotta say every episode is done like it it's like about the same characters and like you know there's definitely a continuity, but it feels so different every single episode, and it's it's like is it directed by a different person? No, is it like written by different people? Yeah, but it's all kind of the same, but. Every every episode is like something new and like something's resolved, but also something is brought up at the end, which is you know a hallmark of a of a good show. It's like okay, there's some kind of closure on one thing. One they put out one fire, and then another one is brought up again. 
And um, I I just I love just the consistent performance from like all the actors. The entire cast is great. You got Christian Slater just being Slater, man, just super mischievous looking and like just eccentric and stuff like that. It's it's great. Um, My my biggest thing that I enjoyed the most was it it makes something uh, mundane as someone typing on the computer uh, like really like exciting like uh, like that scene Peter talking about where he was uh figuring out a way to uh block you know the you know whatever process was happening for that for all state to be or all state not just kidding uh all states <laughs> yeah. to uh be hacked preventing that preventing the hack from happening he had to input certain things to really to block it essentially right mm-hmm. uh and that felt exciting if you kind of pulled the camera back if you're in real life, you just kind of step back. It was just him typing, you know. But they they had that convenient scene of looking at the progression of of the data being transferred, and it, yeah. it didn't feel corny, which is the biggest thing. You you got immediately sucked into it, and um, that's kind of how the show is. Uh, like how, how many episodes are not five? Five, five, yeah. five, yeah. 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 So every episode, I've just been completely engrossed in it. Um, it's kind of what? funny because I was, I was catching up today. I was watching the latest episode and doorbell rang and uh, my grandma was like, are you going to answer the door? And I'm like, what? What is happening? No, what's going on around me? Just you completely get sucked into that world and you just. No, uh, obviously not. Yeah. You see what's on TV. Yeah, right. Do you, do you see what's happening? The hacking is real. See, I, I think I agree because I think the stakes in situations like that so with the hacking. High. The, the stakes are very high, and you can see that in the reflection of the characters. Like, even the top guy has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And it, it, like, further illustrates what makes this one dude so important. Also, very notable lack of techno babble. There's no one spouting off about hacking mainframes or any, like, yeah. shit like that. They're just, they kind of, there's the suspense, and there's the dialogue, and there's the typing, but it's done very skillfully, and they're not just like spouting off a bunch of things that they know the audience doesn't understand. Right. They do do that from time to times, but they do it tastefully, I think. And it's yeah. done like very like limited, and there's a sense of like like in that circle of conversation, everyone kind of understands what they're talking about. It's not right. like someone saying like, "Oh, uh, code lining, you mean the letters and stuff there? T- uh, you mean this and that? You know, like you know, <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot of it doesn't." Uh, service like the, the the audience to they're not explain to the audience what it is. It's, they do a good dropping it in, yeah, yeah. They do a good job of of like uh, a a lot of times they'll place one person in a situation that doesn't that isn't on the same level as everyone else, right? And so if there is something very extremely uh, technical, technical, there is always yeah. one person who's just like oh, I don't understand that, and then they explain it to him, and therefore they explain it to us. Yeah, it's like a and very th- short sentence, and it's like okay, moving on. You know, it's yeah. not like a, a whole dialogue about it. Yeah, so that's yeah. What what a good show! And it okay, is, are, are, are we going to talk about? Sorry, I'm going to just take over the conversation a little bit. <laughs> so what? okay, Christian Slater is he real? Is he not real? What are your guys' <laughs> thoughts? You mean I, I, you mean in real life or no? I'm sorry. I mean, Mr. Robot, <laughs> Christian, like Slater. Christian Slater. Is he a figment of our collective imaginations? Probably. I I'd say probably because I saw him on Jimmy Fallon, and he seems <laughs> way too seems way too normal for a dude who <laughs> who acts in movies and lives in Hollywood. He seen, he's, he went on Jimmy Fallon. He just talked about his kids, and that was it. There's like hardly any joke. He just seemed like a really nice guy. So I don't think he's real. No, I don't think he's real. But yeah, like uh, his, his character, Mr. Robot. Do you think like is is he part of um, uh, Elliot's like uh, schizophrenia or like wh- what do you think? I, I want to believe. I, I want to believe he's real. Yeah. I, I yeah, like I see. I, I I think I'm 
I want to say he's real too. I, I think I can see what you would say with um, with that. You know, I mean, it, it's perfectly set up for maybe an, an episode down the line. We find out that this is all in Elliot's mind, and he's been going to this arcade place that's actually empty, and all these people that he's around. He he's imagining all these people, and he's he's you know it's like it's like almost like Fight Clubish, where yeah. where he's been doing these things this whole time with all these group of people, when when in actuality he's been by himself and doing all this by himself the entire time. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I not to say I mean I think the way they're handling things, if they did that, that would be one hell of a twist, and I think that could it could certainly work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want to say that he's he's actual an actual right. a, a character there. Um, I, and that's where, like, like, yeah. like I would say, like, the movie is is very much like a Fight Club, has a mix of like Fight Club and American Psycho and Dexter. Like, it's and, yeah, and yeah. all those movies are very different, and they're people can look at them as very dark, but it's just that they there's certain aspects of those movies that are taken and and used in this movie, and they're used in a very very um, a very uh, uh, artistically written way, and 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 I think that they've done a, a fabulous job with it just be written like man that that scene where or that episode where he like uh he's uh you know um he quit cold turkey from morphine and he's going this crazy head oh trip. yeah so oh, that was that was See, i i think that um the only person that isn't real is mr robot because if you think hmm. back um like uh shayla i think his girlfriend right she sees the other girl and she's like what is this what's going on like with her and like so i was like okay she sees Shayla, so she's probably real. And then and I think it was in the first episode where, um, like, uh, Elliot leaves, and then he says, or, um, damn it, what's the girl's name in F Society? I super forgot her name. Uh, anyway, well, her, the, the, the white girl, the brunette. Darlene? She, who has, Darlene, yes. She, um, She's like, where are you going? Or you're leaving again? And then, and then he's like, yes, I'm, I'm out. I said, what do you mean? Like, you're out. You can't be out. So I'm like, oh, okay. Because if you look back, none of the other, well, at least in the first few episodes, none of the other people in F Society directly speak to Mr. Robot until well, this past episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's Nobody the Because really, yeah. Mr. Robot talks Darlene out of of initiating the yeah. the raspberry pi uh thing that yeah. they installed and only you know and only elliot could could talk her out but but she did acknowledge mr robot right there. and that's what threw a wrench in my idea but what i'm thinking now is you're seeing both personalities of elliot at the oh, same like, time spoiler alert like some fight club well, shit. See, that, that's exactly yeah. what i was saying like fight club like it could be this whole thing where he feels like it's it's like like in Fight Club, he, and, and Norton throughout the whole movie thinks he's talking to somebody else, and everyone else can see this person, but it's actually him. So, but it's just him, exactly. <sighs> yes, so, so that, could, that could totally be. There's rarely a, a scene, or I don't know if you guys can pick out one where um, the character F Society, all the people in there, speaks to Elliot in one sentence, and then turns and speaks to Mister Robot in another sentence. And normally, yeah. they're never standing next to each other in a conversation. One is either in the back, or one is in the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So, yeah. so man, it's like shit, man. Like Are they gonna have like an Elliot scene where he punches himself? <laughs> Could very well happen. Could very well happen. Uh, um, but yeah, that was some good theories we got here, guys. Um, I do. Uh, I really but, like Elliot as a character. I, I think antiheroes are really becoming. It seems like the norm these days. Like it, it's 
it's hard to it's hard like this is one of my problems I have with with a show like Arrow. It's really hard to identify with a main character that has it all going for them. Like like that it like Oliver Queen seems too perfect. He seems too perfect in a way. Uh, I realize he has his flaws. We'll I'll get into that in a couple shows, I guess. Um, but I mean, with Elliot, you definitely have like he's obsessed with people's weaknesses, and they really go into that a lot in this latest episode. But I mean, like he acknowledges that he has his own. Obviously, he has his addiction problems, and uh, and he's just not really a, a socially adept guy. And I think the more flaws that they put into his character, the more re- relatable he gets to just people in general and the more that people want to root for him. Right, right. Man. And the fact that he's so flawed is the reason why people are, yeah, love him so much. I yeah, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Especially All this right. last episode where he was like like even like the first sentence he says to the guy, like he just walked in the lobby and he's like, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm out of here guys. It's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. Robot's all like, dude, just relax. <laughs> you planted the seed, just let it roll. Yeah, well, now that I think about it, with your with your theory about them being the same person, that that whole thing with Mr. Robot being in his ear adds a whole new level of nuance Ooh, to that. Right. It's like, I, is I he like talking that. to himself or is he only hearing? Because you don't see the two guys in the van talk to Mr. Robot after right. he says something to Elliot. Yeah. No, that's totally right. And, but my question would be, why, why couldn't he talk to him on the second floor? That would be my question. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's I a, know. Maybe the his maybe schizophrenia is building more details or something. I don't know. Maybe. Man. <laughs> maybe his schizophrenia has to do with altitude. I don't know. <laughs> Good theories, guys. Good theories. I like it's this. Cool. We're gonna keep I like this it, up. Yeah. All Good right. show. Watch yes. it, Good please. Shit, please, yes, definitely check this out. We're definitely gonna be talking about it again. Um all right, so going from one show that we enjoy a lot to another one we enjoy, uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Is starting to to wind down to uh, they got like two episodes left I think and well, that's uh, it? Oh, yeah wow. ten episode season I love the short seasons but hate that it has to go so soon um, it's it's like I, I I don't know if you guys uh, still agree but I feel like season two still been pretty good um, still yeah. moving pretty quick uh, pretty pacing pretty fast um, and uh, I'm a lot's happened since we last talked uh, last talked about it you know you got um, you got Gordon. Uh, hearing the unfortunate news, uh, spoiler alert, uh, that he has brain damage, and uh, basically he, they, I, I was surprised they put a countdown on Gordon's character and, and potentially the show. Um, when you do something like that to a main character, that, and, and and it's in the context of 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 this show. If this isn't something where you bring someone back from the dead, this is like <laughs> yeah. real stuff. So yeah. Um, to me, this this could spell the end of the the beginning of the end for the show. I think that's the show could well, be really compressed too. Like it could like season three could pick up like you know that's only been a week happening or whatever. That's a good point over the course yeah. of one season or something. And I don't know what the ratings are. I don't know what the ratings are for this show. I I would I would personally say that a season three is very likely if it hasn't already been confirmed. But they may also be aware of the fact that it's not a super popular show by any means. And so I, I, they might be doing this as a way of, of potentially ending it should it, it not get renewed. Um, they're giving it like a it, like an exit. They're giving them so to speak. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're giving themselves a, themselves a way out. I yeah, guess. but they're all they could also like this could also just be something that that character just has to deal with 
over the the course of an, a couple more seasons. We don't know. They might find a cure for it. Who who knows? I mean, it, the doctor does say it's it's like it's untreatable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who's to say he can't that 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 character can't just deal with like the the spasms, the the maybe he takes medication for the passing out or, or something like that. But I mean yeah. like Dr. Dr. House had the limp. Like, well, I mean Elliot has the drug problem. See, it, it's the flawed it's that flawed made character. Right. It, it adds a whole nother level of uh of like complexity to the actions that that character does. He just um Gordon just can't catch a break, man. No. He really he, like he <laughs> just like he got paid early retirement stay at home dad wants to run a company brain damage it's like dude like well then like do you guys think that that guy stole his idea or do you think he's freaking out yeah i think he's freaking out i don't know i think somebody stole his idea for sure uh i think it might be that guy it might be that joe i'm just blame joe (laughs) totally be joe just when something goes wrong blame joe blame joe um I think it'd be too. It seems too easy. It seemed too easy for him to just not be involved. I guess that's again the conspiracy theorist in me. That's a good point. Um, now, like I said, I, a lot of things have happened. I just mentioned what's going on with Gordon, but uh, a lot of things are going on with mutiny. A lot of things are going on with Joe. Um, just to fast forward, uh, Joe is a, is officially married to the boss's wife. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he doesn't work for the boss anymore, so he's just nice. he's just the father-in-law now. Um, wife. Yeah, the ex-boss's wife. Yeah, the I mean, boss's daughter. Sorry, I totally messed I'll that up. I'll be nuts. <laughs> totally. Bruce Springsteen's daughter? What the fuck? <laughs> so, strange. Let me clarify. He married the boss's daughter, not the boss's wife. I can't believe it. Why did nobody catch me on that? It's strange. Because this is later than we ever recorded a show before. <laughs> Um, so we got that going on. Uh, you got Mutiny, who got, who's you know Cameron's baby got completely taken and stolen. Um, and and you know, I I kind of sympathize with Joe because he had nothing to do with this part. Exactly. He yeah. was he was actually like out. He was done. Um, and here they go. They get they bring in Pitch Perfect guy who's who is the new the new <laughs> Joe. And <laughs> yeah, totally knew who that guy was. And so he comes in as the new Joe, as as uh, the boss says. You know, he's he's got a a big he's a big picture guy. I totally think that was a jab at Joe because yeah. Joe is totally a big picture guy. Oh um, no, it it, yeah. it totally was. Yeah. This is a guy that that's gonna do what I say, pretty much. Unlike you, I found my puppet. Basically, is what the boss said. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you guys, uh, Casey? What do you think of how mutiny just pretty much got everything taken from them? Um, I think it's I think it's sad. I think it's an interesting look at the unforgiving nature of what the online, uh, well, well, what like an internet company used to be like, what that whole atmosphere used to be like. Um, especially if you're just starting out and you're having to rent servers. Um, I don't know. I I think I I don't really see how they can possibly bounce back from it. But I mean, I guess they've bounced back from similar situations before. You can't see, just I'm, take a road trip I, this time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, yeah. They all just go off to an observatory and it, it just works out for them. Um, but I mean, I I'm, I'm racking my brain right now. I can't think of any other company aside from uh, potentially whoever bought Card of Electric um, that would have like servers and would also have ties to the central group of people. So, and I mean, unless they introduce 
new characters or they go all Silicon Valley with it and make their own servers. Mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see Mutiny uh, really bouncing back from this one. So I'm excited to see what happens, well, what Cameron does next specifically. Well, well when Donna was kept saying, Cameron, like, what do you want to do? Like, and she had this look on her face and the show went to black. I was like waiting for her to say, let's hack them. Like, let's take them down because. Seems, <laughs> yeah. Well, it just seems like, yeah, it it's just the, seems it's like. It's kind of the thing. It's the thing to do. Well, it just seems like back then, and it makes sense, like there were no regulations. There was nothing that went along with this stuff because it was all brand new. So it would, to me, I could, it would totally make total sense for them to hack into um, the other corporation and, and take down this company. If they could, I don't know. Maybe it would add a little more excitement. I guess that's what I was kind of waiting for, mm-hmm. for the resolve to be. I guess. Well, I mean, that's more or less what happened last season, right? They kind of they had no other options, so they had to hack. They had to hack somebody. I feel like they could do it again. They could pull Throw it off. The hacks. Be, bring yeah, bring just, in the hacks. Just call think, call hacks. Do you call think, hacks, man? <laughs> do you, you don't think that'd be recycling? Um, it might be. It might be recycling, but I mean, like, it might just be. It might just be a recurring theme in the show that like they they try to go straight, they try to do right, they get fucked over, they gotta resort to hacking. I would be okay with that. Or setting things on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else did you guys want to add about what's going on so far to uh, Halt and Catch Fire? Anything else? I think it, this it season really... is really all about Cameron. I I yeah. love Cameron this season so far. Her her character arc is so crazy. Like she just looks a lot like more put together. Yeah, you know she. There's that one uh, episode where she's like, you know what? Put my foot down. Yes, I owe ninety percent of Mutiny. This is my company. Uh, I make the decisions around here. Before she was like, yeah, you know, we're, this is us. It's all us. And then it didn't work out. So she's like, you know, what? no, this is this is uh, my company. And <laughs> and after the, uh, the 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 picnic, you know, where they have all the community members come out and meet RL. Um, when she met that girl, I was like, "Oh wow, that's." I got a little choked up a little bit because you know that, was that a powerful is, moment. It was yeah. like Cameron was all like, "Oh, community's so dumb." She was ready to axe it earlier in the season, and then uh, you know she saw the effect of it and how many people showed up, and especially with that girl's story of and then you know like being so grateful uh, for mutiny in, in general, kind of like spun it around, and then. You know, um, Cameron was like on board finally with community, and you know they're working it all out. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's gone. You know, it's I like nobody can catch a break on this show. No, no, <laughs> but it, it is. It, it, which makes great television. <laughs> yeah, it does. And and you know, like we said, that, that's that was a very powerful scene. It really opens them up to go to for like her and Donna to think, wow, there's there's more than just gaming here. There's there's a community and a sense of yeah. community. I mean, when she asks people. Oh, who are gamers here? And there's like five people out of all the fifty that come out. Yeah. That should have told you something right there. It's it's yeah. not you know it's it's more than than people gaming. People want it's a community. It's a community. People want nice. to come together and talk about things. So fucking solid, dude. <laughs> um, da, 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 it does the 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 thing cootie catcher. I got it. I liked it. Thank you. Love. Nailed it. Um, I, I like the show because it kind of gives me a sense of being like the Wild West of the early internet days. Yeah. Like we, we're seeing a lot of like a lot of iter- first iterations of a lot of things that we just know as huge parts of society these days. Like multiplayer video games, uh, first person shooters, the uh, first trolls, the first, yeah, for the first trolls, uh, internet uh, spams uh, and, and scams. Yeah, that's a big no, thing. 
It was actually a, it was actually a yeah. Nigerian prince that beat the shit out of that one guy. Oh and, god. Yeah, it's the same is that same guy. Oh, he's still man. he's still out there somewhere. And uh, and also chat rooms. And chat rooms come the into birth the birth of chat rooms. How the cool birth of chat rooms. Yeah. All <laughs> this without a mouse to click around. Like what the hell how they do that? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's all alt and alt and something else is what they did. Um All right, so that that was awesome. I'm glad we were able to get to that because Halt and Catch Fire has been really good season two. A few lingering <laughs> questions, if you don't mind me jumping in. Uh, okay. Do you think Joe is really going to leave for California at the end of the season? No. Oh, no. Nope. I can't see it. I, and then the, the previews they show you for the next episode makes you wonder if, if uh, his marriage is going to go south last. quickly. That's my subsequent um, question, yeah. Yeah, so. And uh, do you think Gordon's going to be in season three? Do you think they're going to kill him off in between? I uh, don't I, I don't. I, Which would I think, suck, but I mean, I, you know. Well, like I, I said, I think they gave his character a countdown clock, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would happen that quickly if it did. If anything, I would think would happen in the. If if anything drastic that happened to his character, it'd be the third season, not not now. Yeah. Again, it seems too easy. I mm-hmm. think it seems like it's way too likely that his character would just die at the end of this season. I definitely think that he has a lot of things that are like piling up in his in his life that are going to come to fruition very soon like with him cheating on on Donna, uh his his cocaine habit. Uh still hasn't found out that she uh had her pregnancy taken care of. Yeah. That that too. There's just uh, there's a lot of things in his uh, and also the the medical problems. There's a lot of things in his mm-hmm. life that are really setting him up for a fall. I definitely think that's going to happen in the next couple of episodes before this season is over and then the start of season three he's going to be down and out i think that they done i think that this season will probably end with cameron on top joe i don't know joe probably going off on his own again because that's what he does he likes soul searching and uh and gordon probably in a gutter somewhere (laughs) i could very well frantically looking for him somewhere yeah (laughs) And then Very likely. the kids barely making an appearance. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, I love, I don't know about you, but I was cracking up when he said son of a bitch to his daughter. Oh, that was, you no, know, that was <laughs> the only moment of levity was that. And in that one episode where uh, Donna told Cameron about Joe or whatever like that, she closed the door and then she's, and then she starts yelling, throwing things around. And then Donna's face is like, she's fine. <laughs> and then it cuts to the credits. <laughs> like I'm not expecting that's a very broad comedy type of humor from the show. I never, <laughs> I never expected. Yeah, they like to surprise us. Um, yeah. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. Dad, I made you some macaroni glitter, or fucking whatever. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> no, 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 not you, honey. Oh, that was I mean, funny. that was that, funny. Yeah, that was fair. Yeah. Um, all right, good yeah. show. So good yeah, show. good show. Um, I think it's pretty Still think, well acted. Yes. Oh yeah, most definitely. I think I think we can say we enjoyed all the shows we watched. Uh, uh, this week so um all right so that is gonna do it for this week's episode a lot of good stuff this week guys this is, um, i don't know we'll, we'll get there we'll get there um oh just for tv talk I yeah see. oh well you know let's just get into it uh casey what's your pick this week oh wow uh 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 bojack horseman again uh, because i said i picked it before i'm gonna pick it again because they just had a new season yeah. come out on on netflix now a lot of people go in – I certainly did. When I went into watching BoJack Horseman first season, I expected it to be like another Family Guy kind of show, another Simpsons, like a funny animated show. And I was a right. little bit disappointed in it in that sense because it's not 
a super like laugh out loud funny show. Don't get me wrong, it's very comedic. It has a lot of really funny parts, but it's mainly a satirical look at that kind of show and at like Hollywood lifestyle in general. I want to say again with the antihero and everything. The main character BoJack Horseman is is egocentric throughout the entire. It's it's the premise of the show. He's a yeah. he's a washed up eighty star who is extremely full of himself and is also a, a animated horse. <laughs> uh, but I mean that it is it it gets very serious and it gets into a lot of and it get it tastefully gets into uh, a lot of uh, issues that that most shows don't want to talk about again. Like in season one, they had this thing about like the 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 veterans. Uh, and then that was like a big controversy that came back to, to get him in. Shows don't, shows don't talk about that. Again, it just shows how much of an asshole the main character is. But it's little things like that in the show or the fact that they'll say something super serious and then they'll like laugh about it and move on and not talk about it. And it's something that you would really want them to talk about and they just kind of laugh it off. Um, in that sense, uh, as, a, as a satire and like a, uh, I want to say like a pessimistic look at Hollywood lifestyle. It's a very interesting show. I I wouldn't give it 10 out of 10, uh, but it's, it is very interesting. It's a very good series. More than just funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's short enough to pretty much watch in one day. I actually did watch all of BoJack Horseman in, in one evening. Granted, I was up until like two in the morning, but I did finish it. So it's doable. (laughs) It is doable. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. Yeah. You can't do that with Game of Thrones. You really can't. Um, so anyway, BoJack Horseman season two, it's on Netflix. It's very intriguing. Go watch it. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Casey. Uh, Matt, what's your pick for this week? Um, sticking with a ping pong, uh, oh, sorry, uh, spoilers, uh, sticking <laughs> with the animated, uh, kind of thing going on right now. Um, uh, ping pong, the animation is a, uh, my pick for the week. Um, it's by, it's a Japanese anime. What's cool is it's, a it's very, um, uh, surreal and like as most animes are but it's drawn almost like it's rotoscoped which is kind of cool if you're not familiar with that it's mm. a very like realistic type of like way of uh doing animation and um it's just it, it covers a lot of themes uh growing up in a high stress environment it follows a, a kid in a in a table tennis club and um it's just imagine if like table tennis was just taken super duper seriously uh, which it kind of is in Japan, and then um, like like having a high stress environment like that, and just um, you know, it's kind of like a coming of age story. How do you find yourself? What do you want? To, what kind of person do you want to grow up to be? And um, they use uh, a high stress environment, like national high school table tennis championships, as kind of like that theme. So uh, it's definitely very Japanesey. So if you guys aren't really into anime. <laughs> Uh, that sounds racist, but it's not. If you watch it, you'll get what I mean. It's very anime, very eccentric, and um, you know, over the top, I should say. So, uh, yeah. But uh, ping pong the animation, I th- I think you can find it on YouTube still. The whole series absolutely free. Um, it's done by Funimation. Good subtitles. Um, I haven't listened to a dub of it in English. I uh, kind of prefer the Japanese dubbing in general. But anyway, yeah. If you're an anime fan, or if you're not, check it out. It's a little something different. It's called ping pong. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Matt, for that. Uh, and I'm just going to make this quick. Uh, Pleasantville. I was watching that oh, the other day. Oh, that's a good one. Good movie. Reese Witherspoon, Tobey Maguire. Uh, I'd definitely go check it out. And uh, I've always enjoyed the uh, Fiona uh, Apple cover of um, 
what's the song? Nothing's gonna change my world. Is that what it's called? I just know that those oh, are the. I just I know, know that was Fiona Apple. That's yeah. I just know the. I just know those are the lyrics. I'm not sure if that's the title, but um, yeah, good movie. Go check it out. Um, I highly recommend that one. Um, so all right, so that's gonna do it for this week. Um, nice. We well done, show. guys. Good, good stuff today, guys. Good stuff. Um, all right, so uh, we're gonna do our usual sign off. Casey, lead us off. Uh, I guess you can find me on Instagram at Facey Cranko and Twitter at Via Blast and on Snapchat at L Shades of Franco. Uh, and um, I'm pointing, uh. I'm pointing at you, the listener, right now. Pointing, <laughs> pointing at you. I realize the effect is not the same. Video gags, audio unless you're show. being hacked right now. Unless you're being hacked, yeah. as, which is a very high possibility. Oh uh, God. Nice. Uh, Matt. I'm too tired. I'm too tired. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at uh, I'm Salzy. I am S A L Z Y. Hey, yo. And, yep. you can, and you can find me at Pacing Pete. You can find us on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Uh, Facebook, Instagram's all Scene and Nerd. Uh, email is Scene and Nerd at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, that is going to do it for uh, the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Till next week. Uh, you have a DVR? Use it. Bye bye. Uh, bye 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 bye. You are an idiot. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Shut up, fun. It's a baseball. A lot of drugs shows that we watch. Many, many drugs. Yeah. yeah. I kind of got. There was like a theme in all the shows <laughs> that we watched for today. There was cocaine in Halt and Catch Fire. There's morphine in, in Mr. Robot. And in the 100, I guess love. Love is their only drug. Love is the drug. <laughs> love is their drug. Thank you, yep. Kesha. Hashtag Kesha. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's K dollar sign Sha. Yeah, she should incorporate that. She should just incorporate the hashtag into her name since she already has <laughs> punctuation in there. K dollar uh, sign hashtag A. <laughs> it's a pound sign.